This is the Ninja Rob Podcast with Marco Perazzo and Tim Carpenter. The podcast for the true martial artist. And we're here at the Ninja Rob Studio secret location. So then, Jermaine, don't worry about it. Back with another episode of the Ninja Rob Podcast. This is the uh, post-Christmas, pre-New Year's extravaganza. Post-Yuletide. <laughs> That's what it is. That's where we are. Wow. <laughs> I always like to thank you guys for checking in, hitting play, listening to the horse shit that Timmy and Marco have and, you know, interact with us. Tell us what you think. We really don't care, but tell us what you think anyway so we can shit on it. Checking in right in front of me, the one, the only Marco Perazzo on his phone right now. He's on his, he's TikToking. He's just, <laughs> no, 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 no. Are you Facebook? Are you face, Facegram? No, because i my check-in is, I have a huge check-in. Okay, you do. It's been a big, it's so the, let me go. Yo, it's a big whoa, week. Oh, your huge check-in over here. Uh, yeah, big Listen to this guy. Big huge, check-in. Big check-in over here. Got a lot of stuff here. going on. Right, we'll we'll go. What's going on in Formula One? Oh, wait, hold on. It's over. Come on. It's over. Over. Yeah, we're waiting, over, waiting for the, uh, then we'll put Marcos on pause and yeah. we'll turn to the yes. one, the only, no longer a pudgy proud boy. He's a brolic proud boy. Brolic? Brolic. Brolic. We talked about this. We talked about this before. Oh. Is it pronounced brolic? Oh, you're no longer proud? I'm proud man, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Listen to me. Depends on what we're talking Hold about. Hold on. I'm not done. So I'm right. fucking gas. I'm gassing the listeners up. Gaslighting. I'm them. filling them with a, I'm with a horse shit. The Check this shit out. Retired MMA competitor, coach, mm. school, uh, martial arts school impresario. Mm. I don't know if I use that word. I don't think that's yeah. correct. Why not? Why can't you be an impresario? Don't listen. Don't pigeonhole yourself. <laughs> I'm the not one, sure. the only Definition Tim Carpenter. Don't sell Tim yourself Carpenter. short. Don't don't do that. Let's 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 focus Let on something else. Let us sell you short. Let us <laughs> please, Timmy. Check in. How are you? Fill us in. It's Sunday. What was I'm, the routine today? The root. There was no routine. What? I got a uh, no class, no open mat. Just uh, <laughs> we know you don't have any class. I had, okay. um, How come no class, no open mat? Omicron. We had a no. We had an open mat. Um, I wasn't there. I was I was entertaining guests. Anything oh, to do nice, with your man. the nasally man, the sound get... of the Omicron that's coming no, out of your nose? Is, I think this is still my voice is gone from two nah, weeks ago. Sound sound sick. Huh? Well, fill us in because I'm anxious. I want to know how many casseroles are on the I'm table. I'm anxious too, but I know he's what's possibly co- riddled could. with COVID right he could. now. He might I don't be. Think so. I, don't you think never so. know. I already had COVID. I can't get it. Okay. I don't can't think so. I like how you you didn't think you had it before and you tested positive. He leaves the house. No, I thought I no when I like like other things you probably tested positive for. Hey yo, bro, come on, stop! You're like rehashing jokes from the group chat. <laughs> come on, they didn't work there. So no routine today. You were entertaining, entertaining guests. Um, yeah, it was uh, my whole routine for the weekend's been off. Right? Do you have a you black it? eye, or is that just like black shit? Have you been rubbing newspaper on your face? No, I don't. I think. I've been eating so much junk food in the last couple of days. I think yeah. my face is swollen, so there might be some more it's deeper, yeah. deeper yeah. shadows. I want you to hold that. <laughs> that in the casserole talk, we're going to hold that because I want to. We're going to go food deep in a, in a little okay. bit. Food. All deep. right. So, but everything. So we broke the we broke the thing for the family, son, to do what you had to yeah, do yeah, for yeah. The, for entertaining. Yeah. Also, an entertainer. This man, Marco. We're now we're going back. Yes, Marco has a big, big so check in. Let's go. Uh, we're going to go go in reverse order okay. about my check in. All right. Yeah, I hope there's no notes there on was, this uh, one, Timmy. There's, yeah, there's apparently there was a run on half and half. What throughout South Jersey and Philadelphia? I don't know what oh, it is. I don't know what man. people use half and half for. It's the half and Other half th- industrial complex, huh? They doing it on purpose. Exactly. They pulled the shortage on you. So I figured, son. you know what? We're what gonna topsy turvy the game. 
Guess where I go to find some milk products? Delaware. No. Oh, okay. Supremo. What? Bro. Bro. <laughs> Number one, can you tell me what is that interesting smell in Supremo? Son, it's, just, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the fragrance of the third world. It's a third world fragrance. You're right. It is. It's it, it does remind me of open sewer. Is that yes. like, uh, <laughs> Maybe not that. Not, not that bad. Supremo is a Latin they make supermarket. Fabuloso? Nah, not quite. We had a bottle the smell of Fabuloso over there. The, the smell like of Fabuloso would have been much oh, better than yeah. the smell through some of the food aisles that I got. <laughs> Yo, ethnic food, bro. It is what Yo, it is. Is it ethnic food or ethnic people that you no, smell? No, it's ethnic but food. I, it's I, food. Now I understand. Why I don't shop there? Go ahead. Well, number one. But Not number two, I, uh, you know, when you navigate the world as the uh, majority, <laughs> things are much different. Look at this guy. Crowding your space. Go ahead. Yeah. But walking into Supremo, when you get the looks, I'm... Hey man, I'm not here to steal anything hey, or or arrest anybody. Hey, right? Take over. Exactly. <laughs> You're gonna come in and take uh, over. Mira, mira, gonna cuidado. He's gonna take all the tortillas. Mira. <laughs> so it was. You I bought was, all got, the yuca. Go I got a lot of looks. Hey man, wasn't happy about yeah, that. Yeah, but you do that on purpose. You love this shit. And but I didn't get any comments. I was hoping. Mm. I was hoping for the comments. Yes, you'd love. He would have hit him with. Uh, What'd you say uh, in Spanish? Uh, like right? what? Ha! Yes, you would say. But yes. None of that happened. Go ahead. I love going into internationally or like foreign, quote unquote, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. foreign supermarket. I, do it all the time. I didn't recognize seventy percent of the items on the shelves. Seventy you percent don't, of the don't know white roads. It's all right. <laughs> the Bro, brands. It was amazing. It was. I'm just walking around, just looking. I, I was a tourist in the supermarket. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I got. That's where I got you. I got you. I got Marco years ago a packet of uh, Jamaican cock soup, and that's where uh, I got oh, it. Thank bro. you. I think I still have it somewhere. <laughs> hey. So I was able to have eggnog. What? Nope. El eggnog. What? There was one left. Okay. No half and half. No half and half in the, I, that in exactly. supermarket either? Yeah, bro. They have plenty of milk. You see what you did? You, yeah. You, I had to go to Wawa for half. half oh. Wawa was super. They had all their half and half. No problem. So came home. Here's the half and half. Honey, oh, you just grab a bunch of the little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. The creamers. I should have did that. So that was my Supremo. Right. It was, man. Other thing too. Yo, is, very good produce section in there, by the way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we lost a listener. What? Yeah. He walked away forever. He dead? Was he dead? Or she just, is it she. She's she dead? passed away. No. Okay. My wife. What'd she say? That's it. It's over. She said that we uh, there was too much masturbation talk in reference to the sauna, and that we were going off brand. Yeah, you guys, I thought that was our you guys brand. Guys are a bit juvenile sometimes. I it, I <laughs> okay. felt like that conversation was on brand. Yeah. Wasn't that a few episodes she, ago? She didn't listen to the last one. I, I know because she hasn't. She she hasn't. Con- I said, hey, you haven't been listening to the episodes, have you? She's like, no. I was like, why not? It's like, well, you guys lost me with all the masturbation talk and the sauna. And I'm I'm on your wife's side. With and okay. she said she continues to listen to Burning the Boats. So she even really? dug that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Now so that, right in your face. that is a good podcast. Right in your face. Yeah. I listen every Agreed. week. It's great. Agreed. Gotcha. I'm a few episodes behind, but it's a very good, gotcha. very good podcast. What up, sir? And what's the other thing? I went to did that dinner with my brother. Nice. I think you, I already told you guys about the big revelation though. When we walked in, I told him, I said, Hey bro, we're gonna have to wear a mask here. He goes, I don't fucking wear masks. Mm. Hey, man, whatever your politics are, your politics. I don't even care about where you stand on public right. health. Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> right, exactly. I want to eat. We walk up, sir, you need to put a mask on. I didn't know this about my brother. He's very ill. He's got emphysema now. Oh, man. Emphysema oh, can't, man. can't wear a mask. 
So the restaurant we Gabe. were in. Yeah, pray for guys, fans, send out Hashtag prayers. Hashtag pray for Gabe. Pray for Gabe. <laughs> send love. So you know what I mean, we walked we the through the restaurant. Send love. It, amazing. You tell somebody you have emphysema, all mass talk goes away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amen. So there's a bunch of steps at the uh, mm. the what was the name of the restaurant that we went to? Del Frisco's. Del Frisco's yeah. Double go. Big Yo, set of steps. Steps can be tough for for people a guy with, with emphysema. Mm. So I let them know my Bo lungs are completely fine. I'm gonna wear my mask. Nice. So we get to they say, uh, hey, do you want to take the elevator or up the steps? He, I look at him. What do you want to do? He goes, well, if I hold on to your arm. I can make it up the steps. So, man, my bro- my brother's ten years. I'm not young. I'm no, fifty. No, no, no. He's ten years Come old. Come on, that me. man is, is eighty-seven years old. That guy. Well, he's lived the lives yes, of yes, maybe yes, three eighty-seven-year-olds. Yes. yes. So I had to hold his arm. Listen, I man. I was unaware of all this. But see, you see what you did. You see the, the helping the, the elderly. That's what you're doing, bro. You're setting it out there. You put. I told you world. I had a big check-in. I'm not. That's it. So there, the food was phenomenal. I know we're gonna get back to food talk, Dude, bro. Right? We'll table. I get that one. We will table. T- I almost killed an El Salvadoran kid. Margo, you were just Timmy, I don't know why MS-13? What's that? Was he MS-13? He might have been. Ooh. Yeah. I'm pulling up the street where my kids go to school. There's a weird three-way intersection. Could even possibly be Manage four or five. Traffic? Yes. Five ways. I don't know what's going on. The kid in a uh, scooter. Wham! Just comes by. Blows through my stop sign. I hit the brakes. I got brand new tires. Decent brakes. Good job. Whew, man. Almost hit him, but he had the... Woo! Woo! So yeah, double, youth, double youth. Yes. How old? Well, I'll come to that in a second. I chased them for about three blocks. Might have. Well, what's that look for? Why would you chase him? Well, because he upset. I almost killed him. And I needed to let him know oh. that you I wanted to kill. kill I actually wanted to kill him. This <laughs> I, I wish so, you had. I, I, I was so livid that I almost killed this kid, that I chased him for three blocks. Because you wanted to kill him. I might have almost killed more people, but I never noticed it. All I saw was was red. Tunnel vision, as they say. And I was able to cut him off. Mm. Pulled the car over. Kid pulls his phone out. Can't even dial it. He's fucking shaking. <laughs> he was a, he was I'm a, screaming at him. I go, you, I almost fucking killed you. Tomorrow's Spanish Christmas. Or English? First in English. And I'm talking to him, and he, and he goes, I'm sorry. And I start talking to him in Spanish. I go, bro... I go, tomorrow's Christmas. I said, how would I call your mom or dad and let them know? I don't think that's your responsibility. Yes, it is. Well, I mean. It's a good man talking right now. I think the cops are the. But it was, man, it was. Ambulance people do that. I screamed at him. Then I asked him his name. Then I found out he was from El Salvador. And I told him, man, just be careful. It's Christmas. See, but the reason maybe because I got so upset, a very similar thing happened to me when I was about a 17-year-old young man on a 10-speed bike. Listen to this. Same thing. Blew through a red light. Did the only I was fat, but I was young. I, mean, I was able to get out of the way of the car. The guy chased me for three blocks to to berate oh, that's me. That's awesome. Yeah, full circle, full circle, full circle. Yeah, man. yeah, it all came how, full circle. So how old was the guy? I think he was like 17, 18 years old. Yeah, he almost didn't see his next fat? Christmas. Was he fat? No, no, no he no, was no, svelte. But, so there's my big check in. Listen, man, good, look, good things, bro. Yeah. All those things are good things. Yeah, yeah. that that that's what they are. So. Moving on from there, I sent out a video about uh. Did, what what's your check in? Did you check? I don't in? really have one. No, I was you know I did the families. This is show, this show is about you guys. Okay, uh, <laughs> here to facilitate that. Yeah, that's all I did. All right, I MC this thing. Um, no, I was uh, you know just a little local with some friends for the holidays. Other than that, you know, how was Christmas? Great for you. All right, beautiful. Yeah, it's what, great. Th- did you do Christmas Eve Christmas? 
Which one did you do? Yeah, Marco. But, so we did both at my house. My son uh, was feeling a little under the weather, and because my mom's 87, we decided just to stay home and not go to her house. She had cooked, so I just went and picked up the food that she cooked, and we did it at my house. Nice. Uh, of course, she's 87. She's triple vaccinated, but I feel like it's important to protect the people that truly need to be protected, so we avoided going, even though he's fine now. But he was feeling a bit under the weather, so we decided, you know what, a, a, a young man that's not feeling well that's 12 is way worse around a woman that's 87 regardless of right. her vaccination status. Gotcha. So we, we stayed home for it, and then we did, we did gifts on both, day, both nice. days. Timmy. I did uh, nothing on Christmas Day. Come we on. Christmas Eve, we hosted Right, and then today, this morning, we hosted. So yeah. when we when you say hosted, how many people are? Uh, hosting? I think it was eight on. Or might, it might have been seven both times. Okay, seven or eight. Nice. Uh, and did did you enjoy your time at this super spreader event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think everybody was vaccinated. Oh, nice. Or and you know inoculated. Yeah, two two people were inoculated. Everyone else was vaccinated. Right. Gotcha. And boosted all that. Oh, all that. all that bullshit. All that stuff. You guys, you people do. Um, you oh, you people. Okay, good. So, <laughs> did you do any jabbing? Jabbing. Jab. Did you make sure they were jabbed? What's triple, that? Triple vaccinated. That's What's the jab that, that they call the vaccination. Jabs. Did you did you did check I vaccination status? People? Oh yeah yeah yeah. I don't let it, nobody comes in my house without without no, no, without their status. papers. <laughs> yeah. Without their papers. Um, but yeah, we we cooked. Uh, had a big uh, big spread on uh, Christmas Eve. Okay, Christmas Eve. And then um, this morning we had brunch. Nice. Oh, I did get you guys Christmas gifts. Oh, okay. It's an NFT. I'll be emailing it to you. I don't know how to get it to you, but wait, wait, wait. you guys are owning NFTs Thank now. you so much. Yeah. I appreciate nice. it. This is my first NFT. Yeah. Congratulations. Right. Thank so. you. Thank Since you brought it up, let's talk food talk. What did, what did we have? What was the spread? Let's go. Christmas Eve we did... Um, a roast chicken, a lemon rosemary roast chicken. Nice. When you say we, it was you and your wife? Uh, she did the chicken and the uh, she made this, she makes this amazing potato dish. It's like potatoes and cream and cheese and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I did bacon wrapped dates with goat cheese in them. Right. You're going to bring us some. I was going to bring you some. Yeah, and they I, ate them. I even told this morning because I made more for people this morning and nice. I told the people, I was like, wait, save me four because I want to give my friends two tonight, two each. Yeah. And uh, But and, uh, they're wrapped up on the counter. Man. Hey, man. Listen, let someone else enjoy it. Seems like a what missed else? opportunity but for I us. I might make you some more just yeah, you make never up know. for next week. What, uh, so what um, else? And then I made a big salad with uh, goat cheese pears. Walnuts? Can candied walnuts. Nice. Listen to this guy. Wasn't uh, a wedge. No, it wasn't a wedge. No. Don't bring that up. I'm sorry. Candied, candied walnuts, goat cheese, and... Uh, I usually like to put the um, craisins in it, mm -hmm. but instead I didn't have any craisins, so I used uh, chopped up dates. Oh, nice! Yeah. How'd that how'd that go over? Great, yeah. People loved it. Everyone loved it. Actually, and I I'm I'm actually pretty good at making a uh, homemade salad dressing. Oh, okay, all right. That's so I did a, a uh, I did a honey mustard vinaigrette with um, honey and mustard. Honey and mustard. This is vinegar. I'm glad they have that's in well, what it is. Yeah. It's like I make a great thousand island. <laughs> I do that too. That's the other dressing <laughs> I know how to make. What was on the dessert the dessert uh, uh, table or tray? Man, what do we have? We had a like a chocolate uh, chocolate pie. It was like a I don't even know how to describe it. It was just like it was like a chocolate ganache pie. Nice. And then uh, a bunch of candy and bullshit like that. I don't know if I had anything else for dessert, but yeah, that was it. Marco. Yeah, nothing for Christmas dinner. What did your mom, what'd your mom make? She what made she? chicken. Oh, nothing. nice. Yeah, uh, chicken cutlets and just like chicken roasted. Chicken cutlets. 
Yeah, and roasted chicken, but nothing. And I can't even remember what we ate Christmas Eve. Right. Any desserts on deck for that? Uh, cheesecake, pecan pie, sweet potato pie, various cookies. Oh, nice. Yeah, all kinds of. I yeah, I, I feel like complete shit after eating. I went low carb. I usually go low carb six, like six and a half days and then do my half day. Right. Prior to yesterday, I went 13 days of low carb to be able to eat so whatever you were that. You were so, yeah. So yeah, I, I was can, feeling, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling more. like you. Yeah. Like I fasted all day on uh, Christmas Eve as I just ate, you know, junk food at night and then ate normal yesterday. But then I, there was junk food lying around. So I ate some more junk more food junk last food, right. night and then. This morning, I got in a workout this morning, and then I tell you, it's uh, so so easy to eat like shit when you're laying around at home and it's home all day. Yeah. Right? It it's it's way easier to do it any than any other uh, time than, for me. Right. Uh, so Christmas Eve day, I went to Costco. I was going. I was going to a buddy's Costco's. house. Costco's. I was go. I was going to a buddy's house that evening, so I picked up a cheesecake, a, a apple pie, and two of these like. Uh, Pull apart um, cinnamon type things that you throw in the. How oven. were they? I didn't have any. Oh, okay. Costco makes it all amazing off. pastries. I dropped it all off, and uh, then you know, hours later, I, I showed up at around eight o'clock, and we had just a, some of the. He classic- was having a, a crisis of conscience. He was going to get them uh, cannolis. Yes, from Termini's. Yeah, but then, and then yeah, you know what's funny? I got out of there with your giant ass apple pie, to a big ass uh, cheesecake. And Did you get seven pounds of mayonnaise too while you were there? <laughs> yeah. No, I got uh, I got a uh, two pounds of butter, <laughs> Kerry Gold. It's there. Nice. So uh, then we then I came back later that night and they had the big spread. You know, like well, a little I bit think of this, the listeners should know how you went through your decision process not to go to Termini's and get them their their cannolis. Well, I'm a bang for your buck kind of guy, so I felt like if I went into Termini's, I'm only going to get like t- uh. 10, 20 cannolis, which would have cost me what, like 80 bucks? Would Probably, get, yeah, yeah. So I figured, you know what? I wanted, I wanted more variety for the people. So that's what I did. I went in and I was like, ah, let me grab a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And Quantity to be with you, over quality? Oh, not necessarily. No, it wasn't that. It was just, I didn't know if it'd be lost. They're not really a cannoli crowd. So they I don't wouldn't know if they appreciate knew. it. They don't have the sure. palate, maybe? I'm not sure. That's why I knew Who's, the standards. Who the fuck is not in the cannoli crowd? Listen, bro. How do you know? Listen, Did you listen ask to this me? guy. Listen, to you. Listen, I'll bet these you know people have never even had a cannoli. I'm sure they have. Who knows? Well, Not listen. a term, termini. Terminis. Is some people Terminis. Terminis. No. So I, d- I decided to go with some of the traditional ones where you had your, your apple pie and your cheesecake. I didn't know who would like what. I'm a big and fan then I got of doing the, um, the pull apart. You know, non-traditional, like showing up yeah. with cannolis for Christmas that. dinner. That would be, especially yeah. if they're like really good cannolis. Do they do the ones with like the candied fruit in it? They, I believe they do, yeah. I like those. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would have been a good move, but I was like, you know what, I'll opt for this. I picked those up, dropped them off, and then when, you know, I had a giant spread. It was just like ham, you know, rice, um, this like, this mac and cheese with chicken and, and hot sauce and all kinds arroz of shit. Arroz con jamón? No. Pollo. Well, we had, pollo. <clears throat> we no, had he a, said ham. We had arroz con gandules. That's the style uh-huh. of rice itself with the bean. And then just a, like a, you know, like the sweet type of ham. And jamon. then there was some turkey, which I do not eat. How do you say turkey in Spanish? Uh, pavo, at least that's how we say it. And uh, so, no, also an insult, some countries <laughs> really, yeah, in America, there was somebody a, bunch a turkey. Of, oh, yeah, that's right, <laughs> turkey. No, Roger, no, even no rent. Um, so we had that, and then the the they had some traditional Latin, Nor- normally uh, preceded uh, by jive. There you go, <laughs> jive turkey, <laughs> and some typical kind of Puerto Rican, um, flan, some timbleque. 
How about Moving. a mofongo? Any mofongo? No mofongo. This is not mofongo. <laughs> arepas. Any arepas. arepas. There was no arepas. You could so, have got all of that at Supremo. Right. Everything that he's Everything you about. need to have, yeah. you could have got there. So that was the spread we kind of encountered. You going to go back to Supremo? Every time. Only. Only Supremo from now on. So when I think I'm going to outsmart white people at Wegmans, yes. Yeah. 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 White, when you Impossible. need. When you want to get white no, no, those mayonnaise. <laughs> For sure. No. So. Sorry. Uh, that's how that's how it was for me. It was a really good spread, but that was it. Uh, that was a uh, Christmas Eve, and then yesterday I finished. I polished off everything I had in my my refrigerator, which wasn't much. Some manchego cheese, some um, some Spanish chorizo, and some olives or some shit like that. I didn't I didn't even leave the house yesterday, and then today I started fasting. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a fast tomorrow. Friday. Yeah, I'm fasting now. Today's yeah, start. I just went. I made a nice omelet. I'm a huge fan of Jimmy Dean makes ba- bagged crumbled sausage. Really, really already cooked or you need already to cook cooked. It? Yeah, so Ooh. all you got to do is heat it up. Man, yo, they must kill be, it. That, there must be all types of shit in that thing. Nah, like, bro, okay. only Pure. sulfites and sulfates. That's it. That's both. It. Yeah, but they don't put like uh, breadcrumbs and shit in it. Nah, I, I I checked the carb count. It's low, zero. Really? Yeah. Where do you get this? Acme. Acme. Yeah. I haven't been to Acme in a while. Now, are there any dishes that you, you missed that, that you wish would have been? You, the green bean casserole. Listen, man, I know. Yeah. I know. I know the green bean casserole. Nah, I, uh, no. It was- um, I enjoyed everything. Yeah, it was good. The only thing I missed sort of like from my childhood was um, my family would have a Christmas party. They'd get together twice a year, one at Christmas, one in the summer. And uh, one of my aunts would make this potato candy. So she would. I'm sorry. It was. It was like this is how it was made. It was mashed potatoes. Listen, Marco, this is real white people oh, shit yeah, right, right here. Yeah. yeah, this is like Amish shit. Okay. Like mashed potatoes mixed with like sugar, and then, really? you, and then you spread that out on a plate. Okay. Or a, a baking sheet. Mm-hmm. Then you smear it with uh, peanut butter mixed with sugar. Yeah. And then you roll it into like a a roll. Right. And then you slice it into little yeah. chunks, and it's like this little swirl of. Potato. Sweet mashed potatoes and peanut butter. Yeah. It's incredible. And it holds yeah. its form? It holds you its eat form. It cold? It's, I think there's, yeah, you eat it cold. All right. Gotcha. And I think it's, uh, it, they might mix other stuff in the uh, mashed Probably potatoes. Probably mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they got green beans Is and your cream of mushroom. Is around or can you get yeah, the recipe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you should. I'm, I'm, Marco, how does that dish, what do you think? Is that appealing? It sounds kind of weird, but if no, you taste it. sounds disgusting, but that's okay. Yeah, but just, you know. Peanut butter and potatoes. Yeah. Listen to son. Son. That's crazy. That's real. Have you ever had cheesy mashed potatoes? Yeah. Mashed potatoes with cheese in them? Yeah, yeah I've never had them before. My wife just oh, made it. Yeah, this is, it was all very new to me. Yeah. yeah, But I've never had... I would try this. I've never sure. had sweet... I've never had sweet, sweet mashed potatoes. Yeah. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> sweet and savory. Nice, man. Yeah, yeah. She, was ahead of her, she was ahead of her time. Yeah. Is that um, a tradition you think you should pick up? Maybe two events at I, your house? Every... I've... Uh, yeah, maybe. Why not? This was like a big... Like my... From my dad's side of the family, he had like 15 brothers and sisters. So right. it was like a big... There'd be like 50 people there. Awesome. Um but they're all kind of dying out now, so it's like kind of. So well, you can pick up. You can pick age up is to, catching up to them. Yeah, but I don't know anybody else in my family. Okay. So, I would, but you do want to get this recipe. You should save this recipe. Yeah. Are there any other um, uh, foods that? That was the only one I really remember. <coughs> the only one that like everybody would like talk about. Like everybody would like ask if somebody made it that year. You know. All right. But. Marco, anything you? Uh, yeah, everything. <laughs> yes yes yeah my father made yes amazing dishes and you know amazing desserts like i, I said on previous podcasts that in a you know a, a different time and era who knows he could have been like a professional chef right but but that's a prideful thing too yeah, like, for yeah, sure. like you we know, talked about you, last know, you week. talked to people you taught the world how to eat yeah you know we did <laughs> but uh yeah every you know got you i'm in the same boat yeah. like i don't i i haven't 
it's all gone for me. Yeah. Like, I, and no one, there's, there is no recreating it. I haven't not, I even when I was cool with some of the family members, right. um, you know, my sister tried to do something and she couldn't. I, I think I might try to stuff, co so. connect with my brother. Hopefully his emphysema doesn't affect him oh, when man. we go to do something like this. Maybe start seeing if we could recreate some of the dishes. That'd be interesting. Yeah. That's a good, good, excuse me. You guys are going to cook. So uh, I think I'd like to start making homemade pasta ooh, and nice. start that with that. I, I, I find great joy in cooking. And it's funny because uh, so do I. normally, like, when I made the those bacon-wrapped dates, like, I've been at um, events where they've had them, and I, like, always wanted to eat them. But when I made them, there's a lot of, like, joy to be had in just watching people. people enjoy right? what like, you like, made, yeah. I didn't really, I ate, like, one, and then I was like, no, no, here, try it. I was like, everybody was, like, eating them. You know? I heard it, and not to go into this direction, but I hear as maybe as we get older, as people start to focus, that it starts to become less about you and more about others. And there's a satisfaction yeah, in, in that. For and sure. it, well, yeah. for you, definitely, because you have, sure. and you as well, your wife and, <clears throat> and your children. And well, it's interesting because I mean, the kids don't get a lot of gifts for Christmas. We don't want to spoil them. Right. Well, we, and we get them a little bit. We get the, the gifts from us. Mm -hmm. And each other, right? Mm -hmm. And then the stuff that Santa brings and the stuff that he puts in the in the stocking. And the kids love different things. What I was really happy to see was my daughter so excited to have gotten a kit for dog training. It's like oh, a little really? book and a you know a thing to nice. do that. And watching her try and train the dog and her screaming, this dog doesn't know how to learn. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you got to learn. You know, but I'm going to tell you something. From being a young man, and I know you experienced this, and I'll say it. Watching my father cook was a really yeah. dope thing. Yeah. So I'm sure your children, to watch you cook, and especially with you know you with the with the boys and the girl right. like to what you know make, I don't know how to make pasta but <clears throat> with the well and the eggs and yes. watching you do that I think that would be real impressive just like watching my dad flip I a pancake. I think all you need is impressive. one good dish. You just know how to want make one thing really good. Yeah, and then. That's all. You just got to make that like once, yeah, twice a year. I'm and then, really good at French toast. Yeah, I can make some. Yeah, not that yeah. that's super hard. I think hard. that's the kind of thing that sticks with uh, kids. Is like my dad used to make. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll and I think they'll that. say is, I never ate cereal. Yeah. I ate right scrambled eggs. This that you know yeah, whatever yeah. waffles. Blah blah blah. But, yeah. but for me, it was the same thing. Like I, I recall, you know, I, my my mother and my dad both could burn, so she would. She would make all kinds of stuff. And, she, you know, she would make food. So my mother was a social worker at the community center. So every year we'd have like we'd end up having like more than one sort of Christmas meal because she'd have to make one for the center and they fed the community. And then other co-workers would come in. So she'd do that for Thanksgiving. She would do that for Christmas. So we might have two or three turkeys or we may have more than one ham because she'd have to make one. She'd have to end up making like three or four of them. So that she can take one to the center and she'd make rice. And I remember being very fondly separating rice out of a big, what we call a caldo, a big pot in order and put them in sheet pans in order to take them to the community center so we could feed everybody or everyone can eat. And it was just a super festive thing that I just don't have that anymore. I don't have the same kind of thing. I did have it on, on, uh, on um, Christmas Eve this time, but I like hosting too. Yeah. It was cool to host yeah. people at the house. Is it is it is it a creative outlet as well for cooking? Because you're quite creative. I think People so. don't know a this, little but bit, a little you know, bit. you're an artist. Yeah. You know, not just a martial artist, but you're also an artist. Um, so the culinary arts slide right in. Yeah, yeah. I, I you can slide right like, up. All I up wish I had done arts, more. Right? Like I kind of had a a fancier menu or like a little nice. bit put a little more thought into the menu. We kind of threw it together last minute. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I it was a lot of fun. What would you like to get into next time? Like, what's gonna, what, what's the ideal? Tim Carpenter, you know, big meal, maybe whether Christmas or what have I you. I would like to do a uh, a big like beef tenderloin, uh, nice like that. Yeah, um, 
My uh, I would love to do the prime rib. I'd my do one of those. my big rib roast brother in law lives over here in Jersey. He does that every time I've been to his house at like Christmas. He makes this like big uh, tenderloin. Nice. You have a sister or yeah. okay uh, half sister. All right, she's my sister. You know? Yeah. Um, but they do that, and it's all. It was like uh, one of the, some of the best uh, meat I've ever had was at his. Uh, the one he made. Your so. brother-in-law's meat's the best meat you ever had? Best meat I ever had. All right, nice. Some that of the best awesome. meat. All right. So if you do a, a roast, then what else would you, would you have? On the- um, my wife makes this amazing potato dish. Like I said, she doesn't know how to do much when it comes to cooking, but she makes like two dishes dishes really well. Cool. Um, she doesn't know how to do much cooking. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And your in-laws brought some food in, some, some food as well, right? They brought some like Hungarian candy. Oh, nice. No, I don't think they brought any food. Right. Um, but yeah, I would, I would just, I don't know. I think I made a good salad. I think I did good with the salad. It had a nice presentation, had like pears sliced and sort of fanned out. Okay, it sounds like you took your time too. It did. Yeah. And, and he cared. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Mark and I have run into places. Uh, we've gone to places where people don't care. No. You know what I mean? Flemings. Yeah. It would have been a much better experience than Flemings. <laughs> yes, oh. it was. So JB and I were at Wawa the other day, ordered the carpaccio. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Mark, what would you put on your ideal menu? If you were going to, let's say you do start, you know what I mean? Flex over the next year, get the burning. Nah, I don't. Not, I, I don't you don't want to do it? No. Not, not that I don't want to do it. I just, I don't have the, I, I need to upgrade my kitchen. Once yeah. I were to upgrade my kitchen, right. then it's something that I would really want to do. I don't want to entertain this conversation now because I'm just going to get upset that my my gotcha. my stove and my oven <laughs> are in the state that they're in. So once I get that going, then, then I really want to get yeah get, get serious yeah. about it. I, I do like the the large format meats, so to say, yeah. so to speak. So does um, Timmy. So does Timmy. So <laughs> I, I I would ideally I would like because I I kind of get tired of. I just don't like turkey. So turkey and then the spiral cut hams, I'm not really into them. And they're good. But sometimes meat low hanging fruit too. Meat covered in like sweet sauces. No, I'm not always not, into them. No. So, but I would love a big, and I've never, I've, I've cooked the large format meats at the crib, but I've never made like a, a rib roast. I'd like right. to make yeah. like a really nice rib roast. It'd be roast cool to do like a prime rib. Like a, like a Man, prime I would love that. Earlier, I yeah. would love yeah. to do that. And I've, I've done like short ribs and stuff like that. Prime ribs is cool. slow. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could, you could take three hours, you know, and there's some buildup. And I'm always a fan of what the what we call penil, which is the pork shoulder. And it's, you you season it a day or day two days beforehand and then it's a large format piece of meat and you roast it but for some reason you know it seems like i don't know if people are more americanized and they don't want to do it they just want to switch to the turkey sometimes I, and yeah. i remember in the past Turkey's as terrible. kids yo we had everything we had like all the puerto rican kind of food we had dominican food we had macaroni and cheese we had cornbread we had a turkey if, yo if you made a good lasagna you brought that over like we had everything on the holidays so it was it was one of those things it was super interesting so but moving on i said the video earlier and it was about uh it was kamar usman talking about running into uh colby covington at the airport and he was like, you know, they were talking shit back and forth to each other. This was this was a while ago. They weren't talking shit to each other at the airport, right? Not as of yet. Okay. So he Ush- said it Ushman was is, early on when they they were both like two fights yeah. into their UFC careers. Yeah, they're, they're talking and they're like, okay, so they were tr- they train in the same area, right? They're both down in Florida. I believe so at, at that time. But he, they said uh, Colby was starting to talk shit yeah. to people. Become at his because yeah. he when he first got in he didn't really say anything. But then he was a yeah. square. Yeah, right. So the 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 story is you know he sees him in the airport he doesn't know how to handle. He's like what am I gonna do you know so 
finally he decides, you know, one of his buddies are like gassing him up. Oh, you ain't gonna do shit. Blah, blah, blah. These guys talking all this shit about you. So he goes up and sits right in front of him and they see each other. And he says, Covington's like, hey, what's up, dude? And they just go back and forth. He said he felt like an asshole, kind of like coming up there, like expecting something. He said something he was so happen. nice. He felt yeah, like he, he felt ended stupid. up feeling like the asshole stupid. for yeah. trying to like. Yeah. And they said his guy. buddy was videoing, but he didn't. He said he didn't want his buddy to video. So and and they went on about just having a little chat. He walked off. He said Covington did notice that his buddy was videoing, and a few days later, or a week later, Covington wrote on on the internet, "If I see you again in the in the airport, <laughs> I'm going to smack you." The point I, I bring up is the idea of the heel, um, which it seems like it's. We've had a few in MMA, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know who the most iconic heels are. Conor McGregor's got to be the he's biggest, one, right? You know, but Covington's is the king for right now. Oh, he's been the king recently, but so it's give interesting. some good heels. Um, I just listened to Chael Sonnen talk about this. Because I, I was thinking about Well, he's another one, right? Yeah, so he said, he said this is the, he said Tank Abbott was the first heel in MMA. There we go. So he said it went Tank, and he said Rampage learned from Tank. Mm. He said, I believe he said that he learned from Rampage. McGregor learned from him, and then Colby learned from McGregor. And at each, I think he so said that was the up like, until McGregor, they all were an improvement of the last yeah. version, right? I don't know about if Covington, when he said that he was when he was talking about Tank. I was like, damn, that's so true because he was the first guy. Like after he knocked the guy out, he yeah, made yeah, fun yeah. of him. Like, he made twitching fun of the, in the guy, corner, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they they I remember them interviewing him after the fight, like Jeff Blatnick interviewing him. He's got to respect any of these pussies. He's, uh, but I thought he was being real and not. He's a yeah. heel, but yeah. that's who he, he was, really was as well, yeah. right? Um, but she also talked about like like he became like friends with Tank like later on, and he said he's like a very like he said he's a very smart guy. He's got like lots of money now, and he said he's very uh, he's like a anybody know how Scott really Frost was doing? That's the big question. <laughs> he's doing all right. Yeah, I don't feel much. like like uh, Rampage was a heel, but um, he was. I, I just yo know, he was just funny. I thought he was. I thought he Rampage was, one was funny. Of the, yeah. He was, one he was of the hilarious. He was. He wasn't a class. If he was a heel, he was quick he wasn't on the, classic. He, was, he wasn't yeah, a classic he wasn't, type of heel. Yeah, he wasn't a classic heel where he tried to like upset everybody, but he would talk a little bit of shit to everybody. Right, but he wasn't using it to build fights up. I don't right. think I never saw I him use that, that. He got aspect in the ring with Ramp with uh, Vanderlei. He would get in then Pride. He would he would get in the ring and like talk nah. shit to people. I don't see it. Right, right. Well, you know, he I just, think but one of the biggest heels, and you know, using not comparing this person to Covington or Covington to him, that the switch turned off socially, or in the you know, when we we're private social, right, or on when we were in public social. Okay. Muhammad Ali. Oh my God, they, Muhammad. They, they said Muhammad Ali, especially with uh, Frazier. With Frazier. Mm. You know, in private, oh, super man. cool. Yes. Lights came on or people was around. Yeah. People were around. It was a different story. Yeah. And he's always selling the fight or selling some sort of controversy. Mm -hmm. But when they were together in private, in the back of a limousine or whatever, right. I, I think there's one famous story where this one. he gives him money yeah, and Ali gets out of the limo and is talking <laughs> shit to him outside of the limo after he just helped him because he was he broke. some love in his yeah. hand, as, yeah. jo as, as Joe Frazier Frazier, Frazier gave him money? Yeah, yeah. Frazier so, helped so Ali. Time, Ali couldn't fight. You know, he had... The his whole case they yeah. would they were he was on the balls of his ass as they would say yes. so he gives him he says i put some love in his hand yeah. and he says as soon as they open the door and ali there was gets a group out, of people like, outside he yeah, yeah. and then the, the the ali had the knack that as soon as he stepped out on the street it was just a matter of time before the street was swarmed with people wanting i mean to see you, him. Could, you could argue that he was the most yeah. famous person of all time yes 
Yeah, maybe one of them at least. Um, you know, I like that story of Sonny Liston pulling out the gun and shooting Shoot at the him in the, in the yeah, casino. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Listen, man, but he did he did a great job. And then you know, Mike 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 ended up being a heel for a while, especially when he got out of jail. Again, I don't know if see to me the heel is somebody that well, when Mike he, Tyson you turn heel. heel. Mike no, when Tyson he wasn't listen, a heel. hold on. The, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck you till you love me. I'll eat your children. I'm out of the Yeah, real. I think he that was, was mental. Was, I think that was a mental health. Statement. Yeah, but I mean, he was. I think he was. So I think there's. So a wait a minute. Between so you said so that was real. I, yeah, I don't think Mike is I a think heel. You both have a good. Point. You could hear his voice. I think what he was saying. You could was, hear his voice real. quivering when he was doing that. He, he, said, was, fuck he was you like, "You love me." Yeah, his yeah, because a heel would have been able if if Dana White was there, he could have gone into Mike's ear and said, "Shut this off." No, 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 no. That was not happening. That's and Mike Tyson was just okay. a, an intimidating guy trying to intimidate people. He wasn't being a heel to sell fights. He was just he crazy. was a scary dude. Right, because in the beginning he didn't yeah. have to. And he had just right. got out of jail. He'd been in jail for several years. Right. He was fucked up when he went into jail. Right. You know, and he didn't get any better in jail. Um, okay. So, yeah, I don't think Tyson was a heel. Um, like Bernard Hopkins was a bit of a heel. He did it. Yeah, he he when he yes, fought Trinidad. That was an act. That was a bit of. An um, act. And they chased his ass. And then when he fought, after he threw that flag, when he fought Calzaghe, he's like, "I'll never lose to a white boy." Right. Yeah, yeah. And then he get knocked out of the ring in that one, or is that a different nah, fight? Was a different that was one. a different white boy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he got what? knocked out by a couple white boys. Yeah. Hey, man, it happens. Cashing those checks, I'm sure those white checks worked. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he did what he had to do. Now, but Floyd, Floyd the, is Floyd a heel? So I've I heard a story about Floyd at a diner one time and he's with a group of people and one of the guys is relaying the story that was there and he asked the waitress, he said, how much money do you need to solve any problem you have? And she she couldn't figure it out. And I think she came to a a, a figure of 10 or 15,000 because she was a very buxom woman and she needed a breast reduction. Mm. So he just left her. Uh, 15 grand wow and like, oh floyd we need to put that out uh. no. and he goes no he goes i don't need that out there he's like you know how many people buy my fights to see me lose yeah. as many that buy them to mm. see me win so we don't need this good press yeah there was a oddly enough i was watching an interview earlier uh, with 50 cents and he said that when floyd started doing becoming the heel and talking about money because money is what really everyone's like oh when he started doing that Everything he when noticed he moved from pretty boy to, to money, man. money, yeah. man, he saw the numbers go up. He saw how many people wanted him to be who he was. And 50s was saying that he said, no, let's get in front of us. Let's start doing charity. And Floyd was like, nah, nah, let's keep, I'm gonna keep going. Like this is everything. All the numbers are on the rise. People are watching. And that was, it motivated him when he yeah, turned he it into heel. money. He turned into a heel. Yeah. For when sure. he turned it into money, that's when he turned it. So into we have like. a heel in jujitsu, don't we? Gordon Ryan. Gordon you think Ryan, Gordon yeah. Ryan's a heel? Yeah, yeah. for sure. The, and the recent little dust up he had with Herbert Santos. Let's talk about it. Yeah. It's what do you in. think, Tim, about him? Well, let's talk, what 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 happened? So with him there's and been beef back and forth between the guys, and I, when I see this stuff, I just think it's internet stuff. Like Usman going up to Covington, yeah, and Covington showing, ah, we're just we're just trying yeah. to sell up maybe a future well, fight." He kind of said that at the end of their last fight too. Remember when they had a little well, ring talk when Connor said to Khabib. Uh, just business. Yes. Right? And for Khabib, it's, it was way more. But so Herbert and him have been going back and forth, and maybe Herbert took it way more seriously than Gordon, or Gordon's really good at, you know, pushing buttons and stoking the fire. Apparently, at one point, Herbert said he was going to, if Gordon ever came to Brazil, he was going to murder Gordon and rape his girlfriend on top of Gordon's dead body. Mm. So that was maybe the the moon, the biggest insult that he gave Gordon. 
And then recently, Gordon made some sort of sexualized comment about Herbert's three-year-old daughter. I believe he said nice ass. Right. I'm not 100% sure on that. And the internet has gone, has blown up and, and being upset about that. I think maybe a little bit too far... I doubt that he's sexualizing a three-year-old child, but the statement is sexualizing a three-year-old child. Right. I don't think the intent was. I think the intent was to get this guy super mad at him for whatever reason and to make fun of him. Probably one of the few missteps Gordon's ever done on the internet, but uh, you know he's definitely a heel. Now, does this translate to views because yeah. you know when we talk about money may so this people 100 in, in the in the in the uh people have the been talking well, they would but, say but people are now talking about not buying his videos so i just saw a thing on reddit where the guy was like i won't buy anything from bjj fanatics until they remove gordon ryan from okay which one is like guy. yeah one guy yeah. um hey, but it only takes the, one. the army of the willing as jb likes to say yeah. that there'll be a bunch of dudes on there that say that but they probably weren't buying his stuff anyway yeah, they're probably right. just people who yeah. didn't like him in the first place or people that don't have nothing to do with this more. Right. don't understand well what do you think happened do you think he was he he kind of just they were trying it was one up and shit when, when you're and as, he, so a little bit of that but when you're as good and as popular as gordon is and you can get away with just about everything and there's a group of people that are always rah rahing you then what's the next envelope <laughs> that you push and this was it and he didn't he likely didn't think that it was going to get much backlash or he was willing to accept a certain right. amount of backlash making this statement just to keep himself. I, I don't even think he needs to keep himself relevant. I think he it was said a it to get. He said it to get backlash. He just yeah. overstepped the. Yeah, his, I think it was. Yeah, yeah just, just talking shit. And, he, and one of his biggest supporters, Tom DeBlas, said he probably could have picked a, a, a different insult or something right. different. So. Yeah, and I think it's 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 a mechanism of pumping things up. It's just like, oh, you're gonna go there. It's one up mission. I'm gonna do this, and this was like, oh shit, I went right. too far. You know what I mean? It's, it's weird, too, because, like... Uh, I don't think he's backtracked on it yet, but I don't know. Listen, if it hits national he, media, we are kind of national, national, international media, as we are. Oh, yeah, we, have, they listener, pick it up we have a listener us? in Norway. Of course. Australia, right? We got yeah. big... Africa? We're big up there. Africa. We're big. We're, yeah, I hope it's in Ghana, because I want to go. You can't come, Marco. I'll stay here. Never come, you're never coming back. Rhodesia? Um, might, have, might be Rhodesia. Not, oh. There's no more Rhodesia anymore. Oh, okay. But uh, I think it's Tim a mechanism of... It's, you want to go back to the yeah, days. I think it's a, it's a mechanism of pumping it up. And you, you, you end up, you know, you shoot yourself in the It's weird that it's not foot. pumping anything up, though, because there's no match between him and Herberth. There's no real chance of him. who cares? That's the thing. Is like Herberth is basically purely a gee guy. And, and do you even really in the think gee, he he's could not beat good. Gordon? No, he's got. Like, he well, listen, no, no, let's, let's even, sanction the match, guys. He wouldn't even belong on the match. I think match. he urinated on himself in a match at nice. one point. Hey, man. Yeah, nice. he's, a, he's he definitely got he's some, a, he's some the, mental health He's the Mike Tyson of jujitsu. Got you. Let's sanction he's, the match. We'll do it he, here, bro. Let's get him. He faked, apparently, faked an injury during the Felipe Pena match, I yeah. believe, at BJJ Stars or something. And Felipe Pena's brother said something. He. During the injury, jumps up, runs across the stage, and jumps on his brother. So. His uh, opponent's brother to fight him. Right. Yeah, Albert Santos is a little wacky. Yeah. yeah. So it seems like they just it just so there is nothing in the future for these guys. No. And now they're so not trying to sell a Brian match. Brian might have shot no. no, I, I don't know. I think the people that are behind them will still likely be behind them. Of course. And the news cycles are pretty quick, and it's such a the such a weird community that we'll the see. people that love them are going to continue. That's what I'm saying. If, if it gets picked up in some national format, like if uh, MS, MSNBC, CBS, if all of a sudden someone famous, they tune, they key in on it, then he's going to have a real problem. Do you problem. think if they try to cancel Gordon? Well, they may. I don't well, think so. this one guy, well, you never know. You never know if someone picks yeah, it up. Because, I, but I, if I had to guess, I don't well, think you they can't, would. But this is the thing is that you can't seem soft on child exploitation but or I, child I, rape. Like you can't, this is, there's, a, there's a limit. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't... Yeah, you, yeah I and, think, uh, like, in this situation, all he would have to do is be like... Here's context. Get, get fucking serious. You think I'm really sexualizing a child? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, but you know, you there's, just, a, like, there's an army of people out there behind there. No, fucking, there's people... You know, I mean, I was called a racist for somebody yeah, wearing my were. T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So, people can say anything they, they want about demanding, it. Say whatever they demanding want. Demanding apologies. It only means anything if you give it any... Right. Any. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. If it pick, if it gets picked up on, you know, if mom and pop who don't give a fuck about anything all of a sudden find out about they were, it, then it, they it wrote could about, be an issue. They uh, wrote sexual assault at Fight Sports in the New York Times and went basically nowhere. nowhere. Like, yeah, because nobody, did, cares, had, had like, nobody no really cares about our community yeah. other than us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it had zero effect things. on, like, Fight Sports is doing fine. Gotcha. You know? So speaking of big people, do you see, would you guys watch the Hickson stuff that I sent? Let's talk about it. Hickson, Hickson talking about Schultz. Hickson oh, yeah, talking yeah. about. Didn't the, I send that? I thought I sent it. I you sent, sent the I other sent, thing. I sent Hickson talking about his toughest opponent ever was Mark Schultz. And then I sent the video of Schultz the, talking. Yeah, yeah. The, not a rebuttal, but him yeah, kind of. He, he gave it more detail. He did. So let's did. talk about both of those individuals. Legendary. You know, yes. whether you know, if you don't know who these people so are. So who would you argue is a bigger, uh, uh, has been a more successful athlete? That'd be Schultz, right? Of course. Yeah. I guess. Won an Olympic gold medal. Okay. Yeah. Hickson beats up Hickson, bus drivers. Hickson, Hickson, has, <laughs> Hickson has, athletically, he's won some jiu-jitsu tournaments and he's won a few MMA fights, but right. like not... He's a, he's a legendary status the, the interest, without the pedigree of a Schultz. Right. I think the interesting thing about it is where they occupy, their, their place in, in time and space with what they occupy, right. whereas wrestling has always been kind of niche to... to in, in the United States, right. whereas uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is now global in a different type of way than Let wrestling Let me ask you this global. question. Who do you think is bigger in their respective sports from uh, a legendary standpoint? A do you point. think Schultz is bigger uh, no. or do you Hicks, think Hickson's Hicks, bigger? Hickson. Hickson's, Hickson's bigger in a sport. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think Schultz is equally as interesting a, a person. Yes. Yeah, I don't think a, that goes without saying. So, uh, so Hickson makes a statement that the toughest role he ever had wasn't a jiu-jitsu guy was when he goes to the BYU wrestling room yeah, to said. train with it was a Dave or Mark I forget which one it was Mark Mark Schultz right because Dave is the one that, that got killed yeah all right so he's training with Mark Schultz and he just said the guy was basically an animal and was a great role the the his wrestling base blah 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 and what I will recommend to people when you watch a video that you like watching read through the comments because there's a lot of good information that you can right. get through the comments. And that's how I found the video of Schultz talking about the very same thing that, that Hickson uh, okay. was talking about, where it was a link to Schultz talking about his first interaction with Hickson and how they're friends to this day. And you said that he goes into more in depth of, of that match. Yeah, it which was, was really cool. He talked about um, how it got set up because somebody had set, somebody called Mark Schultz and was like, hey, the best jiu-jitsu fighter in the world is in town. Do you want to fight him? And Mark Schultz was like, well, what are the what are the rules? And I like that the head coach of like a wrestling of a school like BYU right. is like, yeah, I'll do it. Like he's he just gets offered a a closed door match against somebody, and he's like, yeah, what are the rules? And he said there are no rules. So he said for the I next like rip his throat out. At yeah, some he said point. for the next like two weeks, he's like walking around like stressed out, like he's got to fight somebody to the death. But he was still going to do it because he's not going to like back down from a challenge. I like that aspect of it. And then um, he shows up, and Hicks is like, oh, we're just going to roll. Hickson's like, yeah, I normally do this and, uh, you know, elbows and knees, but today we're just going to, you know, grapple. Yeah. And uh, I but he said the yeah. energy, because he was so stressed out, he's like, the energy in the room was so like amped up because I thought I was coming in here to fight a guy to the death that 
he's like, it was like a little bit more intense than it should have well, been. Well, you know what's cool? The way he just said, matter of fact, yeah, and Hicks and I are good friends. Yeah. To, yeah. to this day about it, you know, because yep. people try to build it up more, more than it is. But he said he had Hickson in a cradle for 20 minutes. Yeah. That's, That's crazy. Fucking crazy. That is yeah. crazy. Have you um, ever been put in a cradle? Yeah. Mm. Momentarily. You? Yeah. yeah. Sure. No, 20 minutes of, I don't no, want to be I've put in 20, in a no. 20 minutes. No. But Mark Schultz is built like a fucking tank. And he was an Olympic gold medalist. At and that he's point. like, right. you know, angry and intense, like doesn't want to lose. He's any, he was most likely trying to submit him with the cradle. You know what I mean? Well, and he said he did some some judo and had been had glossed over some submissions mm -hmm. with the judo, the Olympic judo he said team. He, he's like, I broke the Turk's arm in the Olympics, so I with knew a double, double wrist lock. <laughs> he's like, I knew a double wrist lock. Um, I I thought it was super cool. I liked when he was talking about starting to train jujitsu and then getting his black belt. But the statement, so I know you guys talk about the black belt statement. There's two things that are that are super interesting to me about that convert that sh the conversation Schultz had. And his idea of hunting submissions, but also saying, I wanted to go up against the best jujitsu guy in the world. But there's really no comparison, especially then. Like the best jujitsu guy in the world was nowhere near the athlete that the best wrestler in the world was at that, right. at that same time. Because there was no... There, there was no worldwide jujitsu machine. There was no world. Hickson. There was no world championship at the time. No. There was no, right. It was these dudes. Which it's awesome that they got to where they got, and he was able to hold out in the cradle for twenty minutes and use the trickery of jujitsu that, to submit him. To, that's what I wanted you to to talk about. What happened after being in the cradle for twenty minutes? But the other thing, right? And we could get into that. Was how much respect Schultz walks away with of jujitsu wanting yeah. to study it mm -hmm. getting his black belt and the statement he makes is he thinks standalone jujitsu is the best uh thing for self-defense i think he means fighting but he says self-defense he goes wrestling's a close second he goes together you 10x both yeah mm -hmm. which was an amazing like not mind-blowing but from somebody with that pedigree of wrestling that you know that kind of legendary status to have that much respect for jujitsu was was really Listen, nice i to don't hear. have any type of pedigree and <laughs> i wrestled in high school and i started to do jujitsu and i was like when i would step on the mat with other white belts i was like miles away from these guys yeah. and just because of the basic of wrestling that i had you know what i mean I, I did fairly well from time to time um so you know, it was. It's definitely true what he's saying. Having that wrestling background, and understanding the work ethic. Yes, you know the work ethic is what's important. And speaking of that work ethic, how many top level jujitsu guys do you think would have quit in that cradle? Yeah, yeah. it's a, I after it's twenty minutes. That he had that, it, it, after yeah. twenty minutes, yeah, it was that, who he was. Like he had to, you know, like that, that mentality that like Gracie, like I'm gonna let him break it. I'm gonna let him that whole thing. You know, you remember uh, who Dan Severn said he kept looking at Elio when he was. Basically, th thought he was beating up Hoist. Yeah, and he, it said Elio looked like he would let his son die in the cage. Uh -huh. And man, this was a, this is how these dudes man. grew up. Like I'm just gonna I'm gonna die or or not submit. So that was that was super cool. Did you listen to any more of it? I listened to. Uh, Did you hear when he talked about his jungle fight match where he thought it was? This is Schultz. Or yeah, is that that interview. Wait, very he fought in jungle fight in Brazil. It was he thought he was supposed to compete in a fixed sort of pro wrestling match. Okay, because he got he said he got set up by. Antonio Inoki. Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. He said Inoki was involved with Jungle Val Fight. Valigi. Valigi, yes. All and correct. They told him like we're going to do this uh pro wrestling match against this guy in Brazil and then after that I'm going to take you to Japan and make you a huge star. So he was like, "Okay, cool." So he goes down there and he realized it was going to be like a real fight. 
and he's like, I hadn't been training. I was just like, he's like, I'm 40 some years old. Right. I hadn't been training. It was like seven years since my last fight. It's like Kimura versus Rikyo. So he was like, he went and they, they all had a sit down. He's like, look, I'm not here to do like a real fight. I thought we were going to do pro wrestling and they would try to get him to do a real fight. And then they came up with a plan to, uh, DQ. They were gonna, he was going to hit the guy in the balls and they were going to DQ him. Um, but he said the guy jumped guard right away and he couldn't knee him in the balls. And then he was like, he's like, it was in his guard for a little while. And, so he had uh, to fight the guy. No, he didn't fight him. Oh, okay. He said he was just sitting there. He didn't know what to do. He's like, when are we going to like do this? And then the guy threw a triangle on him and, and submitted him. Oh shit. But it's a very interesting story the way he talks about. And then he's like, and then I never heard from him again. Like, <laughs> I, I was listening to the beginning of that and they were talking about how he was involved in a fixed match. Yeah. I'm glad that you was, brought that up. Did you I didn't know what that was. Anybody that we would it know? It was uh, Leopoldo Montenegro. I've seen him. I've heard the name. He had, I think he had a match with Hodger in like 2004, 2006 and had Hodger in a triangle for like a long time. Okay. And then Hodger got out and I believe submitted him, but he's a very good Wait, jiu-jitsu they, guy. When you say Hodger, you mean these guys? Hodger are, or Gracie. Oh, okay. All right. So they're closer in age, uh, Leopoldo Montenegro and and Hodger. Yeah, they were competing okay. at as at the Black same Bell time. At the same oh, okay, time. cool. So this was probably 2007, maybe. I've seen Montenegro in jujitsu. I've never seen him in a MMA fight. Right. No, but it was. I just thought that whole Schultz Hickson thing was crazy, crazy interesting. I thought that whole interview, the whole interview, was really good. And Schultz is, a, like you said, a very interesting guy. Yeah. Right. It's cool just to hear a guy like an Olympic wrestler that has, like you said, has that much respect for jujitsu and trains it he said he he runs like a jujitsu club Cl- clinics for ju- wrestling for jujitsu or something I, no, I thought it, i heard it's just jujitsu no but I, I heard he goes around the country doing i thought it was just jujitsu no, clinics well and he's I, gonna I, do a he said he's running a uh a mark schultz invitational jujitsu tournament nice oh awesome what uh so who does he train who does schultz train with who did he go uh, sour okay but he got his black belt from his first black belt he got from walt bayless yes he said he got it he was a blue belt from pedro sour he went and trained with Walt Bayless, who was a combat jiu-jitsu. I used to like read Walt Bayless's stuff in like right. Inside Kung Fu and Black Belt Magazine. Him when and I like first Michael started. DePasquale and all those guys. No, no, he was he was like a legit. Okay, it was he, more like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but he just called it combat gotcha, jiu-jitsu. Gotcha. Okay. So he said he trained with Walt Bayless for like two weeks as a blue belt, and Walt Bayless took him to a martial arts store and bought him a black belt. I was like, here, you're a black belt. And he said, he said the way he described the black belt is like, if anybody can take it from you, they can have it. That, that's I what, saw that. So that's what he went in. He he had like relayed that story to Chelsea. So then we'd gotten a question like that a few weeks ago. Where yeah. We're like cha- challenging Mark Schultz, Dave Schultz. Uh, who's the kid that just won the Olympics that is in the professional wrestling now? Uh, Stevenson? What's his Go- Gable, Gable Stevenson. Stevenson. They walk into any normal jiu-jitsu school, run-of-the-mill jiu-jitsu school. Who's submitting them? Right. Do you, you know, like there's a, yeah. that's a, that's a big um, ask. But I also think I I like that sentiment. But I think it was a lot different then. Yes, it wouldn't it wouldn't work now because the jujitsu is so big and everybody's involved. Back then, jujitsu was completely different. It was you were only in jujitsu if you were if you were in the hard, if you were hardcore yes. or if you were in the so at that time, like when we started, there was no black belts. So there, right. were, yeah, we were learning high, from blue and purple belts. Yeah, so they were kings, I think bro. at that time, like um, it was a little bit different. But I really like that sort of like sentiment. And apparently, like, Schultz, I like the confidence that he had just saying yes, like, say, if you can take it from me, you can have it. But man, it's easy to have that confidence when you broke the Turk's arm yeah. right. and you're a, a, a wrestling. Well, it's not long- easy to have that confidence. Okay. It, but those it's guys, well it takes founded. a long time it's, to develop right, so that. It's well-founded to have that confidence, having accomplished what he accomplished. Right. And the league of guys he's in, probably all share that 
in in some sense. And I don't know, know that. Mean, degrees, but he's yeah. probably. What I'm saying I, is that guys that have accomplished what he's accomplished, all the other Olympic wrestlers, uh, champions, all these guys, he's world Olympic champions. Cha- you know, the guys at the Olympic Training Center when the Schultz brothers were there were looking at these. Look at these fucking maniacs. You're right. I um, I didn't know this. Like, I found a lot about Mark Schultz in that interview. It's really good. But he didn't start wrestling until like high school. Every, he said he, he said he had been a gymnast. Like all growing up. That's fascinating. And he said he got into, I think it was high school he started wrestling and uh, he won like state championships, but he said he was very athletic and coordinated because of gymnastics, but he realized how important conditioning was for wrestling. Well, pound for pound, they say the American wrestler is one of the, no, pound for pound, uh, gym is the strongest athlete. To become a a champion wrestling after Mm. five years. I think internationally that does happen. Like they'll start. And, you know, the Russian countries will get their kids, mm-hmm. the younger kids, into other sports, gymnastics being Typically one of they them. they don't do one. It's kind of like uh, like karateka. Like, if you meet someone who has, like, if you meet a Japanese person that has, like, a black belt in Shotokan, typically they also have rank in judo as well. Yeah. So they normally don't. And there could be thing. something to that because you'll see Russians in wrestling that win multiple Olympics where that's not very common in other countries, and that could be mm-hmm. part of the reason. But also the other interesting part was Schultz was uh, Chael Sonnen's coach. Yeah. Really? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, and Chael got, had a, got into a little bit of trouble. Let's talk about it. Timmy, what do you know about I think the he trouble? had uh, premarital sex. He broke the, the contract at BYU. You have to sign a contract. Oh, he got in trouble at school. That's what happened. No, no, no. no I think we, he, be, he beat up five guys, didn't he? We're talking oh, about that. I but you're he talking about how he got, he, Wait, he got he kicked got, out of BYU? He got, he got in trouble because at BYU, it's a Mormon school. Right. And uh, you oh, had, yes, Church of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, 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 you had to sign a contract stating Brigham that you Young. wouldn't he started have the whole thing. Uh, premarital sex. Well, John Smith was the one that started. He's the one that saw the, the golden plates. He saw got JC. In for that. He like had some, was this on the Schultz podcast too? Yeah, he talked about it. <laughs> um, but he didn't, did he leave the school or no? I don't, I, don't, I didn't, I don't remember. Okay, cool. You just remember this. I just remember you said like he got in trouble with Mark Schultz. I was like, oh, he's talking no. about the, No, no, no. We're talking, talking about, about the, current events. So what's yeah, going on with Apparently in Vegas, he beat, he, uh, assaulted, he assaulted five people. He assaulted five people and I, I, I think it's all bullshit. What do you think, Tim? Um, I heard that some guys were talking shit to his wife. Got and he, out of pocket. Yeah, as they say. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, he stood up for his woman. For a guy that, that does as much talking, and you know, we already we already said that he he was part. He's he was always a good heel. You know, you got to understand. I'm sure people are gonna pop shit to you, and you know, all the time. Anyway, I saw that at a UFC, not him, but I saw somebody talk shit to. Damn, I don't know if it was Chet Congo or one of these dudes, and he fucking popped shit, and Chet stopped. And went like started looking in the crowd, and they just shut right the fuck up. Well, of somebody, course, yo, a guy we know, Steve Young was standing there like, no, 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 it wasn't Not me. It was that. <laughs> the other guy, other guy was like, no, nah, there was no phone to look at. He was like, oh, no, nah. they was, I, was it chat? It was somebody, man, popping shit, and then he turned around, and was like, whoa. So people talk shit all the time, man. So yeah, it's and I don't know why happens, they would man. do that to pro fighters. It's amazing to me that people would do right. that. But. I'm surprised that. I mean, I guess I'm not really, but Chael hasn't said anything about it yet. Well, that's I'm sure he will once the legal stuff is over. Well, he'll once say, his he'll lawyer gives him the okay. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll start He'll start talking he about it. He does a very good podcast. He's very smart, bright, funny. He's a man. Yeah. He's, he, he definitely knows what he's doing. And, he's uh, a super interesting person. Mark Schultz too. talks about that. He's like, as soon as I, he walked into the wrestling room, I was like, this guy is like a force of nature. He's right. like, not just wrestling, but like his personality, everything about him was like. Listen, man, there's a lot of 
you're, you're one of those people. You're special. Like, you're a special person. Like you, Thank you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's why when you go places, people, like, are enamored with you from time to time. Ugh. Opposite to Marco, where nah. he turns everybody <laughs> off. They want to kill him. He's special in a different way. <laughs> they, you know what I mean? It's we, a superpower a I have. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's one of those things. So I wanted to go into, you know, with end of the year. New Year's is around the corner. We had our... Um, we, extravaganza? We, our extravaganza, our Christmas extravaganza. So I wanted to talk a little about year in review. Um, maybe some highlights that you guys feel, you know, I know I'm catching you off guard, a good knockout, uh, some good matches beat in the jits as some would say, as the kids are say, or in the MMA arena, it could be something, uh, super popular or it could be one of the other, one of, yeah, one of the, one the other most ones. impressive so knockouts talk about it, Marco. that I, I didn't watch the fight, but the knockout was crazy as Usman versus, um, Masvidal, Masvidal. Oh, yeah, I think that was, a, that was, he just slumped him. He looked dead. Yeah, kids, you want to see a dead shot. body? Look yeah. like he got shot. Boom, yeah. he was done. He was done. I'll say uh, Charles Oliveira's twenty twenty. His whole his whole year. Um, I think he in this year he beat Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler for the title, and then beat Poirier to solidify Keep to retain the title. It. Gotcha. Uh, I think his, you know his his run over the last couple years, but especially twenty twenty is one of the most. You impressive. think he beats Prime Khabib? Fuck, I don't know. Would you I like mean, to see that fight? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Cause that's um Khabib never fought a really dangerous jujitsu guy. He f- never fought a couple de- he never fought like a really good wrestler and he never fought like a really dangerous jujitsu guy. He never fought a really good wrestler that wrestled. Like a he like never... Gaethje was a de- like good wrestler, but right. Gaethje didn't use right. any of his wrestling. But I like I have a feeling, as much as I like uh Oliver and his jujitsu, I have a feeling it would look like every, every other, other Khabib, Khabib match. Um it would be very tough to to play guard against Khabib and uh, not get fucked up. And he seems, as much as I hated many, like a force of nature when he's in the cage. Yeah. I agree with your uh, Masvidal, just the way he slumped him. And, you know, that was a great run-up to that fight. I think Masvidal's you know I mean? whole 2020 was impressive. Yeah. His, uh, his Covington fight, he had the Masvidal fight. Did he also beat Gilbert Burns this year? You're talking about Usman. Up. You're talking about Usman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah talking about 2021. Yeah. What year is it? 2021. Until okay. for that, See, that's... The, my problem is since is COVID, COVID, since COVID, I don't COVID know when years are anymore. Gotcha. I can't remember what was 2021. Well, there's was last year and, ne- and next year. So at least you yeah, there's the this year, the year before, this and is next 2021. Year. 2021. This is, yeah, okay. right. Sh- soon to be over. So, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Now, what do you guys feel? Again, year in review, some of the, was there some of the JITS matches, some of the jujitsu matches that, you know, kind of set the tone? Uh, anything that you kind of re- you recall? Man, somebody no, I'm having that, a tough time thinking. I just, yeah, no, my year in yeah. review really more from a martial arts standpoint goes around the you know just the school and well, the, let's talk about that. How yeah. do you feel about the? So this has been a challenging year for both of you as school owners, coaches, uh, competitors. Even if you're just you know helping your competitors or competing with yourself, because both of you guys are at the point where. You're more. It's not. You're not competing with someone else other than yourself. You know what I mean. You're right. constantly trying to improve the things you do at all yes, times. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the things. Yeah, so just, some of the highlights of your 2021 for, for, for me, the school. Just being able to teach as many of the classes that I teach, being in the school as often as I'm here, being present, touching the people, as you would say. Got to touch the people, guys. And finally, getting to a point where I can see this, you know, the quote unquote systems. And the things that we're doing that are definitely helping people improve the methodology, the methods of instruction, but also the techniques that we're that we're working on. 
Uh, I feel very good about that. But also, I believe in, Timmy, you might, uh, I'm curious your opinion on this. Is it the, the students that we kept and the students that we're getting are much more committed than the students we had pre-pandemic that didn't come back? Well, Obvi- well that's maybe uh, an obvious an, an obvious answer there. What do you yeah, think, Timmy? You're yeah, I, um, at Hellfish. It was a great year. Um, we had a lot of success whenever we competed, but like you said, the most impressive thing to me is like um, everybody that's in the gym now is operating at such a, a at their at their best. You know what I mean? It's uh, better than it was the year before and the year before that. Everybody's kind of the guys that were always good are just getting better, and the guys that uh, you know were struggling early on have all made like drastic improvements. It's like, you know, the most rewarding part of this, of like doing this job is seeing people progress through. And you know, in general, if somebody's getting better at jujitsu, they're, they're usually most things in their life are probably going better as well. Right. Um, but yeah, just seeing constant improvement. Kaizen. Right. Leveling, leveling up. It's great to see all the students level up. And I wanted to take it, take the time just to, you know, thank both of you guys for all the work you put in your school and your students. And I want to thank the students and the listeners. If you if you train at either one of these schools and, you know, you get a chance to interact with these gentlemen. And sometimes when I'm on the mat, I get to be here too to, to see what's going on. Um, you know, it's, it's much appreciated. We know 2021, 2020, 2021 have been tough. I thought 2021 and, was pretty good. 2020 was okay. kind of shitty, right? Well, whatever. I think I wasn't the tail end talk, of 2021, people are starting to get hands. a little, they're, they're regressing back to 2020. Maybe. But nevertheless, we thank you for coming in. We thank you for uh, deciding to start training if you're new and to keep training, keep pushing and leveling up like like Marco and And, and, and like you're saying, I want to, th- you know, I just recently got a review from one of, our, one of our students. Let's do it. She's pretty new. I don't want to put her name out there, but I think this encapsulates what Timmy's talking about where you it's not just about technique if things are going well here every things are going well everywhere for you because you're because you're working on stuff so i'm very impressed by the facility and specifically the owner professor marco for a variety of reasons in addition to teaching uh to high quality precise techniques he maintains a focus and emphasis on safety and the well-being of the group demonstrating effective techniques as well as noting possible pitfalls to maintain your body's structural integrity and avoid injury despite his impressive achievements he is both humble and strong he works to create a sense of community so that grappling and sparring may be done in a safe but very effective fashion i'm very grateful i found his practice and his skill and expertise are wide-ranging beyond MMA. He is understanding of beginners and those with tough schedules, but keeps you realistically accountable in your best interest. Thank you so much. She's a, a, a doctor as well. So it's nice to hear somebody that's you know well-educated, very successful, pretty new, maybe here for a couple months, to... Be thankful for what you're, you know, what you're putting out here because Tim, you know, man, like it's not the hardest job in the world, but you could definitely tell when somebody's checked out. And I know for sure that I'm, I'm checked in, I'm here. I want, you know, the hours that I spend here, I want to be around people that I want to be around and people that make me, uh, that make me happy. So, but I wanted to read that. I thought that was a nice little thing. Timmy, did you, do you think there's any, any year in review for the jujitsu, like any competitors, any of the, you know what I mean? Like, I know we're all, you know, we, we lost Gabby Garcia to the, yeah, to, she retired. To the yeah, gig. We, we lost, lost that. Gabby, That's a big lost one. Gabby. For me, at least. retired. From the gi, he retired. Yeah. I think uh, the most, 
some people that were very impressive to me was the uh, the Rotolo brothers. They're opening uh, a school in Costa Rica. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like tax haven. I think those guys are. I got to watch them compete live at the, uh, or one of them compete live. I don't know if they both did at the um, at the trials, and it was like always super exciting when they were competing, oh. and then just watching their whole all their matches throughout the year, and then uh, that that kid Micah Galvao was also what I like insanely about the impressive. Is that they don't really train in the gi or haven't in a while, and then decided to compete in the gi and won brown belt world. Submitted most people. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome to see those guys and. Uh, because I've kind of been like watching them since they were like little kids. Yes. Like they were like almost like a, you know, like a, not, I don't want to say a gimmick, but it's like, oh, look at these kids that can do, that are good at right. jujitsu. Like they're moving like, like adults and now they're adults and they're like still destroying everybody. Um, those are the Rotola brothers and the, the young Brazilian kid, Micah Galvao are the most impressive. That's the kid that uh, can't compete at black belt, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. Or I, I can't compete at IBJJF. IBJJF. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Moving on. Questions. Wanna jump right into questions or you sure. wanna go so you didn't we got, ask? We'll get, the, so we'll go into questions we got, then Timmy's got some you didn't ask, and you haven't unpacked that. I have right? one un, one unpacked if you so, so Steven we'll Plyler sent supposed one. Supposed to be a good one. Oh. Greetings, gentlemen. So he's talking to me <laughs> and you jujitsu. Any thoughts on Marigali's DQ from the finals of his weight and the absolute for giving the finger? I get rules are rules, but I was looking forward to the absolute final, and instead, Pena was just awarded the win, running what I thought would be ruining. Pardon me, what I thought would be the match of the event. There's another question after that. So, uh, Marigali was competing. I don't know if it was in the finals or quarterfinals of one of the divisions. Finals of his weight class. It was the semifinals? When anyway, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. The semifinals of his weight class. He gave. A, I somebody said it was Shanji. I don't know if that's accurate. But he gave somebody on the side the finger. There are rules at the IBJJF that say that that's against the rules. I believe he was penalized for for giving the finger. And then later on in the day was disqualified from the whole event. Mm -hmm. So he won the match. Yes. Then was... DQ. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to get DQ'd, you have to get DQ'd in the match. You can't... Or before the match, like so I, I during or so during the match. These yeah. are political movements that occurred, yeah. and from the letter of the law, I believe they could DQ you I upon review. Yeah. Just a bad decision on his part. Give the guy the finger after. Right. Yeah, this reminds me a little bit. It's a different sport, but Shakaria Stevens, I believe her name was. She got popped for weed. The rules are the rules. Oh you get, yeah, the the, got, the, the hundred got, meter dash. Yeah, yeah, she got yanked out of out of oh, the, the thing. Olympic. So that's how I feel about it. If rules, it rules. You know what it is. It is what it is. That we didn't get to see the matches that we wanted to see, but that's those his fault. He was under complete control of giving the finger or not. So I don't feel terribly bad for him. And it says, it says yeah, I don't feel bad for, for him. I feel bad for myself because I didn't get to see the match. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got you. Yeah, so um, we suffer because he made a, a dumb decision. Yeah, I, go. yeah it, it's weird because IBJJF runs a, a really tight ship. It's one of the things that's made their events better than they were in the past. But it's also like you have – because they've thrown Galvao out of competition, out okay. of tournaments and stuff. They've, so this isn't, this isn't a one-off. It's not like he's the first uh, big name to get in trouble. At right, a, or suspended. Yeah, they've suspended um, guys. But – they should have a couple of things they could do better is they should eliminate closeouts. They should because in in the uh, so what the Rotolo said and I love it he said yeah. if, if the, when they close out a division they should give first place to the third place guy and they and they went after it in their match you know uh, they they got to the finals and they went against each other and one of them submitted the other one mm -hmm. 
like I don't know. It it bothers me that they uh they didn't offer another match to the for the finals because there's been a couple times now where there hasn't I think been. A, they did offer another match to Pena, no. and he said no. no. So. Is there another part of this question? There is. is another question. Also, who is the better director, Ooh, Quentin Tarantino or Martin right Scorsese? And Tim, you alluded earlier that this is an easy question. Easy really? question. All right, so let me just so. let me just run down. I got two. I'm going to add to this question. Notes. He got notes. I, I took some uh, for Scorsese, just some selected uh, maybe ten Come or twelve on, of his movies, and with Tarantino, ten or twelve is his, just about most of his movies. Yes. So Scorsese has given us Taxi Driver, Raging Bull. The Color of Money, Last Temptation of Christ, Goodfellows, Cape Fear, Casino, Gangs of New York, The Departed, Wolf of Wall Street, and The Irishman. Tarantino. Wait, did, uh, Cape Fear, was it directed by Scorsese? Believe so, yeah. Okay. So I think that was a De Palma feature, but I mean. Uh, if you want to. I'm going to look it up, but. So what do you think Scorsese wrote it? I think it was a producer maybe. I don't know if I don't know if he It was on it, it was uh, huh? when I looked on, you know, I was I was running around quickly trying to get so this list together. Reservoir Dogs, he wrote True Romance and I put True Romance in here cuz it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Pulp Fiction, directed Natural Born Killers, From Dusk Till Dawn, Jackie Brown, The Kill Bill. He didn't direct Natural Born Killers either. I th it didn't well, okay. So, so some of these are, I think are movies that they're in Involved in, so the, but I, you know, we're, 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 we're going the quickly. Question here. was about directions, not directing. So give us a list of his movies then. No, no, I'm just listening to you. Good. No, no, because I'm I'm done saying the, you know, because apparently yeah, I'm, get through I'm, the I'm, list. I, yeah, you get, let him get through the list. Let's let's hear it. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you going to keep correcting me at each one? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Jackie Brown, Kill Bills, Sin City, Grindhouses, and Glorious Bastards, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight. Once upon a time now, in Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. So, did you confirm or? No, you were right about Cape Fear. Oh, thanks. And? And what? Natural Born Killers? You want? No, no, no. no. Do you usually... oh, I apologize. Thank you. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> so, I want to pose it this way: Out of those Scorsese Come films on, that I offered you, which one would you pick? If you only had to pick one Scorsese film, from Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Color of Money, Last Temptation of Christ, Goodfellas, Cape Fear Casino. Gangs in New York, The Departed, Wolf of Wall Street, or The Irishman? Timmy. Cape Fear. Cape Fear would be... Really? Mm -hmm. JB, which one would be yours? What's the uh, the Henry Hill one? Goodfellas? Goodfellas. Goodfellas, bro. JB, mine would be Casino, one of my favorite gangster movies like of all the, time. I feel like this... I almost feel like they're the same, but they're Could, not. Right. Clearly. So, Tarantino movie. Mm, it's tougher. You think so? It's got better movies. <clears throat> oh, wait a minute. So, this whole... Oh, okay. Go ahead. Cause, so there's going to be some layers to this question, JB. Tarantino I, film, which which one would it be for you? Oh man, son, fuck, Timmy. I'll come back to you, JB. This is, this is a tough one. This is so um, this is fucking hard. I, can you read them off again? Reservoir Dogs. I'm putting True Romance in there because of my yeah, personal yeah, yeah. love for that movie. Pulp Fiction, Natural Born Killers, From Dust Till Dawn, Jackie Brown, Kill Bills, Sin City, Grindhouses. Uh, Inglorious Bastards, Django, Hateful Eight, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I'm probably gonna go with Reservoir Dogs. I'm going. I'm gonna go Pulp Fiction. But it was either, fucking, it was, my brain it was, exploded when I it saw it. It was Pulp one Fiction. of those, but I, I'm gonna go with Reservoir Dogs. I'm going with Pulp Fiction. And I, don't get me wrong, it's, I'm going True Romance because yeah, it's one obviously. of my mm -hmm. yeah one of my one of my favorites. Now, JB, could Tarantino direct a better Goodfellas for you? Then Scorsese did. 
Yo, this fucking Abs- question. Is absolutely. Like, I don't. I'm not. No, no, no. This question is fucking awesome. Right? It's a great. It's a great question. Great fucking question. Fuck. I I I I can't. I don't. I don't. I think fucking Goodfellas is fucking perfection, bro. I think it's fuck. I th- I don't know. I don't know. No, the answer is no. Hey, okay. Let me fucking just say. Got I'm gonna right, say so no, no. Just for the just to say. Timmy, saying for it. Cape Fear for you. Could Tarantino direct a better Cape Fear than Scorsese directed? At that time. <clears throat> At whatever time. Just, what I would it, say then, but not now. Because I think both directors are complete dog shit. So at the top of their, so let's say peak Tarantino. Peak Tarantino peak, makes a better any movie than Scorsese does. Okay, so he, so you have him making a better Cape Fear than Scorsese and did. I'm... I don't think I could disagree with you. I think he hmm. does have the chops to make that specific movie or certain specific movies better than... So Cape Fear was, would be the one weak link, I think, in Scorsese's, you know, if we're going head to head. Now, for me, there is no fucking way that Tarantino could make a better casino than Scorsese could make. I'm sorry. He just doesn't have the the social pedigree, even though I, I, I believe Tarantino's Italian, but he doesn't, there's no way that he brings everything to the table that Scorsese could have brought, that Scorsese brought to that table. Yeah. No fucking way. Just this, this whole thing is just so like, it's, it's just, yo, first of all, I'm so glad I've seen all these movies. Exactly. I'm so glad Another, that we, yes. and, and yo, shout out to Steve for Thank sending this question. Qu- this question is great. This is peak. We peaked 2021. Come on. This is it. This is a great one. All right, Timmy. I know. I think I know what your answer is going to be. Reservoir Dogs. Who could, who could have directed a better one? Nobody. Could Scorsese even come close? No. No. JB, for you with Pulp Fiction. Could Scorsese have directed a better Pulp Fiction? Damn, bro. I'm I'm gonna say no. I I I, I no. Be, you know what? Be, yeah, no, no. I don't think he could. I think, so I think the subject matter in both of those movies, he could have done a really good job yeah. with. Hmm. But if you were to put a Scorsese Pulp Fiction and a Scorsese Reservoir Dogs next to Tarantino, I just no. don't think he's got. No, the, he it doesn't make the same impact. Yeah. A peak, whatever. This is great fodder. Like if, if, for the listeners. For me, at so, home, ask people. Since he wrote True Romance, I'm not going to use the same thing for me. But I think True Romance is phenomenal. I've, uh, who directed True Romance? Tony Todd, I think. What is it? Tony Todd. I believe you're wrong on that one. But we could go. We could go to the internet and and check. My next would be Reservoir Dogs is my favorite, and I don't think that Scorsese could do a better Reservoir Dogs. Right. Right. Now. Besides those specific movies, Timmy, who's the better director? Um, Quentin Tarantino, without a doubt. Why do you think he's a Tony better director? Scott. Tony, Tony Scott. Tony Scott. Yeah, yeah. yeah not That's Tony Scott. Scott's uh, brother. Yeah. Um, why do I? So, look at all of Scorsese's great movies, and they're like all star casts of uh, these amazing, like Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, like all these like big time, and they're they're all. This is an uh, interesting point he's bringing up. Yeah, Marco, but Marco so, didn't sense. Hold hold on. On. No, because. Scorsese, uh, Tarantino has Reservoir Dogs. He's got a cast of unknown at the time. Harvey Keitel was an unknown. Basically, at the time, he wasn't. He wasn't anywhere Come near. Come on, bro. Any you don't know guys. anything about acting. Come on, stop it. No. Stop. You, you, uh, Steve Buscemi. You, had, like you're talking about like he pulled guys off the street and made them great. He had. Um, I think Reservoir Dogs was made for like a million dollars. 
He had no budget. That's a no. He I, had he had washed up actors in all of his movies. He's done Travolta, more with what he did. He's, he's, did he's, fuck, Travolta. He, he's he did. done. He's done far more with less. So we have okay. no, we have no idea uh, what that, Scorsese like that. could do. That I agree with without I agree with. an all star cast. Which, mm-hmm. but remember the guys when he started his career, those guys weren't all. all, all and he's who? done way more Scorsese. Mo- and he's well, done they way all, more all, movies than Tarantino. If we if we're comparing the beginning to the beginning, yeah, but. Was Hugo in there? Because he did Hugo too, by the way. It's it a, might have been it's a I weird movie. Some weird um, little movie. Yeah, I think Tarantino is without a doubt. He's a much Scorsese also can only do one style of movie, really. Like his what made him is Goodfellas, Casino, um, the mob stuff. Taxi driver is cool. Cape Fear was cool. Cape Fear was cool, but they're not his wheelhouse movies. Like, like I had no idea. I, Cape Fear is one of my favorite movies. I had no idea he directed it. Um Taxi driver's cool, but I think Tarantino would have made a way better taxi driver. Could have. Interesting thing. Um, interesting yeah. Yeah. So I, yes. I, I yeah. just think Tarantino is a more, he, if you look at his, his but I also think Tarantino resonates Bill. with, might resonate with us a little bit more because he's closer to our age. Yeah. And it, it kind of, that's important. Like you said, I saw, I saw Pulp Fiction when I was like, 12 or 13 Son. whenever it came out and it like Fuck completely when blew I my saw my mind Bar, dog I was blown away I, was like, yeah. what? I wasn't blown away when I saw Casino I love it right. wasn't blown away right I watched Goodfellas a million times I yes. loved it I love Goodfellas not blown did, away but it never blew me away yeah. and then you yeah, have was, like uh, like if you look at the movies that he's done it's like like the range like he's got crime movies he's got uh, a western kung fu movie yeah. a western, western. No, but also the, um, he he comes from he doesn't come from a media. Ba- he worked in a fucking video store. Yeah, right. So his everything that he's building upon is other media, like movies and you know commercials and shit like that. So that's also what's really impressive about better him. music in. He, he like, I think that's a generational thing. Again, but yeah, I agree, I agree with you. No, no, no. I, I think mean, it's a generational. Tarantino's thing. music he puts in his movies is all from a different yeah, but generation. You, but look at if you look, wait, if you see uh, Scorsese's great films, and I'm not arguing one better than the other, the scores are great. Like as mm-hmm. you go, when you go through The Departed, like the sound, like it's all. I've never it's, seen it, so no, it's it's a good. I movie. forgot The Departed's good. Oh, it's really good. But they're but, all uh, it's all mob uh, shit. Yeah, so he's, a, he's a mob movie you, director. Tarantino, Tarantino, JB, for you. I'll say Tarantino. Fuck. I didn't want to do that. I know. I'm I'm the same way, though. If I had to take yeah, the man. whole body of work and say, I, you, yeah. it's got to be Tarantino. Yo, because I love, uh, Kill Bill to me is one movie. I love it. Right. I love Django Unchained. Inglourious Bastards is fucking Yo, phenomenal. And, and, I'll actually say, I don't, I'm not a big fan of any, anything really past Kill Bill, I don't think is that good. I, I, I Glorious Bastards, I, like I thought was just okay. No, it was good. I think it was good. You're both Scorsese okay. could do or Inglorious Bastards as well, or may, maybe better than. I don't mm, think so. But I don't think so. I, in its entirety, I will go with Tarantino's work. I think if you had to pick one movie, one Tarantino movie to watch, what would it be? I forgot about Kill Bill. That might be. Um, JB, what would be your one Tarantino? Kill Bill, right? Is it Kill Bill? I want to say yeah, it's Kill Bill. But, all right, yo, but all right, you can have Kill Bill. I'm gonna take. You got, you can I was gonna say. I was gonna say uh, Gunshot was gonna be Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's because what, like, of what it did. Like I was yeah. like, what? Like yeah. I love Kill Bill. And Pulp Fiction yo, is get the Pulp Fiction is like son. Pulp Fiction is like seven different movies in one movie. Yes, you know Bro, what it's, I mean? it's, it was it, the first movie that kind of taught that told the story. In vignettes, actually, I, and actually, Reservoir Dogs did that. 
but he was the he was like one of the Scorsese's first guys. movies are very typical of this is this is your first act, this is your second act, yeah. this is your third. They kind of all have the same like guy narrating it. This you know it's like Wolf of Wall Street is identical to Goodfellas. It's just a I different. Say identical, but okay. I mean the what the the subject. The the, yes, yeah, yeah. Su different subject matter, but it's the same. I, I don't know if you had this question next on deck. Where's the the lame duck? Where's the so let me so if I had to pick one Tarantino movie yes so let's take out True Romance because if, right, that, if cause he, that's a because yeah. that I, I love that movie it's probably Reservoir Dogs gotcha because it was his first but also my first introduction to him and right. blew me away and that's what that's but what you, Pulp Fiction you did think to me. Reservoir Dogs is a lame duck no no no, 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 no. like no. if I had this to is, pick uh, one next step I would because we both go, picked and then he was picking so then, now so what was cool about Reservoir Dogs was the idea that it was built off of the ideas of the taking of Pelham one two three of using the oh, really? the yeah the the code names of colors and they didn't know each other and blah 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 that was done in right. the taking of Pelham one two three Scorsese film if you had to pick one Cape Fear Cape Fear Okay, well, it could be your favorite, but it's not the one that you pick out oh, of his own. Like, so I think the iconic Scorsese film would be Goodfellas. To you. Okay. Yeah, to, I, like, like to me, fellas. when I think of Scorsese, I think of Goodfellas. See, for me, Goodfellas. I think of Casino. Yeah. Yes. But I think there's Goodfellas. also personal connection to gambling with that. Yes. That, you know, like all, all yeah, that other Goodfellas, stuff. Goodfellas, to me, you know. So I love the fact that, I love, the, I love the level, I love how true where his movies come from. Right. I do love the fact that Henry Hill's a real person. These yes. guys were all real. The guy, Ace, they were all real people. Yes. Whereas there's a, it's a different line when you, when you come and it's quit. What, so quit JB had the lame duck. Okay. What do you think, Timmy? What do you think? On, lame so, duck of Tarantino? No. Yeah. On, what, what's, what's, okay. I'm sorry. Right, Tarantino. Yeah. Tarantino. Right. Which one's your least favorite? Um, what are the most recent ones? The Hateful Eight. Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood. Hollywood. I, I didn't see it. I like that one. Yeah. Um, Hateful Eight, Django, Inglorious Bastards, Grindhouse's Sin City, Kill Bill. It would Jack either be Hateful Eight or Django. That's your fucking mind. Um, for me... Probably Hateful Eight. Now, for, my, for me on Tarantino, it sucks because the first half of the movie is amazing. The second half of the movie, I think, just flies off the rails is uh from dusk till dawn when they so that that for me is the lame duck. i believe dusk till dawn was directed by robert rodriguez and written by tarantino natural born killers because he was in the movie wasn't yeah, he tarantino yeah, he, he was natural born killers so, this, was so my list tarantino. is a little fuck because i that's I, all right I, the man I, I put it, it down and pretty quick for the fodder directed natural born killers so so, Margaret, will you, so if you think about which one you would change, it will take that one out. I know exactly which one I would pick. Um, I don't disagree. I'm not going to disagree with you what you said. Jackie Brown. Jackie okay, Brown I and me. I, Jackie I, Brown. I love Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown, it's good. You should watch but it if again. I'm gonna, if, no, I've seen it. I've seen it a few times. It's cool, but it's not a Kill Bill. Django right. Unchained is fucking crazy. The Hateful Eight, I understand it. I think if you... Cause I um, think and some of the other ones... So that that's so where I am. For Scorsese. So Scorsese. Uh, the list that I put out, the, it, hopefully it's accurate. Um, let's see what do we got? Taxi Driver, Raging Bull. The people are going to hear these movies forty-two times. The Color of Money, Last Sensation of Christ, Goodfellas, Cape Fear, Casino, Gangs of New What's York. What's his most recent one? The, the Irishman. Yeah, that one was. Yeah, that's trash. Like the <laughs> it was a parody. It was a parody of Goodfellas, and it was it was just like was recycling of a lot of the old guys and yeah. that kind of shit. So. I, I wish that would have done. I wish. It would have been. I didn't think it was terrible. I wish they would have made it either twenty years yeah. ago, or it would have been better. And I, like, I'm gonna say, I think I'm gonna agree with. I think the <sighs> out of the ones we have, I think I. I yeah, pulled the list off of Wikipedia, so Wikipedia's fault. Tarantino uses 
similar actors in a lot of his stuff. He does, but, no, he does. but they're always. always different characters. Like like Samuel, you can't get further from like Jules in Pulp Fiction right. to uh Steven in Django. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. You love apart. Steven. So you, <laughs> yeah. Smile on your face. Like. Um, <laughs> Django <laughs> You know? Yo, you love Steven, so you love him. JB, man. what's your uh, unpack that? Oh, my unpack that is from uh, the one and only Jay-Z. And it's, I was listening to an interview. This isn't uh, just a little context. It was him speaking about the, the music business, him buying back his masters or what have you. But um, the quote I pulled is, people oftentimes do what they're trained, they're taught, not what's right. So I thought that was an interesting thing. People oftentimes do what they're taught not what's right. How do you, Marco, unpack that. What do you think? So and if they you want do more what context, taught, I can give you more. Right. So what's right. the context? So the that? context is he try, he's going, he's negotiating to buy one of his albums out completely. And they came to the point where there was a million dollar difference. And he said, who's he buying it from? From the record label. Okay. I can't, the guy's name is Doug somebody. Right. Gotcha. All right. Some, some rich 70 like year old. buying a piece from Dame Dash. No, or no, no. All right. It's him. It's him. And he says, Doug, I'm not going to fight with you over a million dollars. And he said, I think the guy was Doug. And he says, Doug says, that's funny because I would. I'm going to fight. I'll, I'm going to fight over the million dollars. And he said it so often because so he was like he was making he was saying that Doug was sort of like an institutionalist, so to speak. The institution is what's important. Right. And I always negotiate on part on par, because on part for the institution. And that's what we do. They do it for the sake of doing it. So not because it was again? the right thing. Uh, people oftentimes do what they're taught, not what's right. So Doug, unlike Jay-Z, has an institution behind him. Right? Yeah, and that institution ran, has an he, expectation of Doug. Right, of course. Yeah. And that million dollars at this point is way more valuable to Doug and way less valuable as an investment to Jay-Z, right? Because he's right. looking at Especially that. Especially after the guy tells you that he's not going to fight with you over it. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like the guys, but that's, that's what they came. That was, that was part of the, the story. But the story for Hove is that he wasn't, he, he was, he didn't have a problem paying it. Cause he was, he was buying, he was putting money on himself. You know what I'm saying? That's himself, what but doing. also the expectation is, all right, Doug, did you, did you squeeze every yeah. single dollar because, out of the dude like you're supposed to? And that's, and that's the and school that's Doug taught. came from. Right. Right. Yeah. So but they, yeah. So, so his point is they do what they're taught. Not necessarily what's right because for the sake of doing good business, but I don't we've know. Done, I don't know. If we've if that, done good business for a long time. Well, we don't know what the business is, right? They, they, we, no, they were doing. They were doing. They were so the record business. No, so, no, let's talk about like who. So, if this is the last transaction they're ever going to have, Doug is doing not. good business for his people. Doug's doing what's right for his side. Okay. Yeah, Jay Z's doing what's right Everyone's for his doing side. Doing right, right for whatever. Jay Z's not doing. doing right for the other guy's side. Well, he is when he's giving him, when he's if not he said, fighting. He says that he's never giving him yeah. money. So. Yeah, so because yeah. it, it, he clearly so then that must then if you're Doug, you're like, well, if he gave up on that million so easy, our price must be wrong. Well, I think the, I think the idea, you know, you sold cars and, and you know you you got. I think the idea is to do it for the sake of doing it from time to time, just to continue on because you don't want to feel like you left any money. Right, but anything. I also believe but context aside, oh, the the what it you only thought, hurt, what it only the, hurts it only hurts. At that point, once we agree that it is what it is, it stops hurting. Of course, once the money's gone, it is what it is. But but once the transaction happens, Mm -hmm. right? So it doesn't matter if it's taught or what's right, because what's right is it's not business it's it falls into morals and ethics right so but what happens is people negotiate from the stance of yo this is just business right this is how this is done 
Right. And now, this is how I would And this talk. is how I would I talk. Do it. Right. And this is how I do it. So you do it. It doesn't and have to do with And remember, right Doug has no business. emotional attachment yeah, but that to aside, the master. That aside no, 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 from but that, the no, quote. But that has a lot to do with it because Jay-Z's looking at it like Doug has likely some emotional attachment to it because right is an emotion as well. Right? Doing the right. You feel good when you do the right thing. Or you should. Right? So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with this. Yeah. But... I think, like Tim was saying, Doug's doing it's the right thing for him for his position and his people. So, it, so you're saying there's no validity to the quote? Like it doesn't? No, make no, any no. Sense. I'm not saying that because okay. I think in another context it might be. All right, cool. I agree with the quote. The situation I don't agree with. Okay. I think I think the, outside I think, of it. I think the quote I agree with 100. Yeah. percent And it's like uh, you'll revert to the level of your training. Training, yeah. That's so what you, do. you should train the right thing to do because if if you're training the wrong thing. You're gonna do the wrong thing when it's time to do the right thing. It's when exactly. you see people that are clearly making decisions that you're like, "What the hell are they?" You know, they're yeah. not using their teaching, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're they're whatever. But I'll, I'll fucking digress. No, they are using they they're using what they've been taught to believe. Nah, but to I, do. I was my point was wrong that I was gonna make. So okay, let's want to go right into. Um, you didn't ask Timmy. Timmy's oh, got yeah. some you didn't ask yeah. today. He pulled them let's out. Hit, let's hit, a, I pulled hit him out up at the last minute. I don't. I gotta find him. Yeah. Uh, come on, bro. All right. Just keep. Can I thank the listeners and the students finally again? Because you fucking guys just started. Thank you for joining. Thank you for training. I, don't, yeah. I feel like what this. All, we might have almost. Let's go. We might have done this one. Before, let's hear it. But when a much higher belt is letting you work, should you go for submissions or just play position? You should go for submissions. Yeah, you go if for they're submission. letting you oh, work. Like I, I got to finish the. Oh, I sorry. basically just work on what we've been doing in class that day and what I want to work on. Is it a dick move to tap them? And should I avoid painful submissions, like the baseball bat choke, that you can't really apply slowly? I don't, this guy doesn't know what the baseball bat choke is. Sorry. Also, how should you be rolling with them? Should you pressure past them? Should you be bouncing around positions? And I assume. You should not be stalling in top position or close guard. Okay. I sometimes think that these people need better jujitsu friends when they Perhaps. post these questions on the internet. Yeah, because it sounds it sounds like they don't know what they're talking about, or, or, or they don't have a, yeah. a, a, a somebody. It's a, be, it's a beginner question. Well, I can I, if you don't mind, since I'm closest to the beginner here. Um, I would say, no, don't be a dick. If he's letting you work, sounds like you're dr- almost drilling. Now, if you're rolling, then you go for it. But if you're drilling. No, or he's you letting let, you work. But you can let a guy work while right. rolling with him. You can, but that doesn't, like, we've all been, I've been in situations where you're with a beginner and you're like, go ahead, do your thing. You know what I mean? But if you're trying to yank arm bars and shit like that, like, yo, chill. And you, yeah, it's, it's but your if, fault. You, you know should, so if you're letting somebody work, if I'm letting, and, and probably Timmy's the same way, if you're letting somebody work and they jump on something, that's part of letting them work is giving them the looks that they mm-hmm. won't normally get when they're training with so you. So go for it. So, then you have to either be good enough to get out or tap. Yeah, I would say uh, do whatever you want. I would. I just hope when I let people work that they're gonna. What I hope is that they uh, do what they're trained, which is the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Like if I let somebody, uh, if I'm like giving somebody a clear opening, I hope they take it. I don't want them to like. If I give them an opening to the right, I don't want them to jump backwards. You know what I mean, and then try to cartwheel over me or something like that. Okay. Um, and but you know, you also people will get so confused when you give them openings when they're used to you not yeah. giving them openings that they'll get they're like they're a deer in headlights. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as far as like go for submissions for sure. Um, I would I would in general 
not just in this case, but in all cases, avoid just trying to like squeeze things to make people tap, like try to do a, a real clean, good submission. Don't just like grab the guy's neck and try to crank his face and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, don't forget that you can, you can do this, but there's going to be repercussions for what you did. If you if you get out of pocket, sure. there can yeah, if be I'm giving, If I'm letting a guy work and his work is successful, I can't get mad at right. that because yeah, I gave yeah, him yeah. I gave him the opportunity. Um, but yeah. if he elbows me viciously in the face, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, that, if you're hitting him, you know, if you're causing injury, yeah. Right. Do we have any other? We, have we got one more. <laughs> Says I think I'll be single forever. Oh, this is a life. Uh, this is from R slash advice. All right, nice. Since dating apps women flake and ignore you approaching women is almost a guaranteed failure rate so what's the point so wait what's his point uh dating apps women flake and ignore him approaching women is almost a guaranteed failure rate so what's right. the point what's yeah. the point of trying to get for late? him yeah there, there is no point no. <laughs> so i like uh the answer under is the best. I kind of understand why. Based on your comments, you have a shitty personality. Unless you change it, you will be single. Yeah, to your point. Yeah, I think I that, guy, say, that guy. That guy. <laughs> that guy's a winner. That guy's a winner. Yeah. I would say he could be on the podcast. Yeah, like don't stop. It doesn't matter. You just have to keep going. It's a it's a numbers game. You got to continue. No, it really is. And speaking of numbers so. games. Son, no, there's, no, there's I, nothing to report, yo. Did, did you go see the people at Apple? No, they didn't get. No, they like they straight flaked on your man. That was it. I'm, we'll, we'll get back on yo twenty twenty. This is uh, jump back on it. Did you know the only guy? The only what? Did Ten you know I was going to do this? What I knew he what, was going to say. He was going to flake on. He's going to no. Know. He was supposed to get in contact with. Yeah, he's I'm the only guy. Them. They never only guy in the United States that can't figure out how to make Tinder work. <laughs> it is the most <laughs> no, 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 user no, no, no. friendly. That easiest. guy you heard that guy he flakes. He, he got flaked on. You see that? Yeah, I'm the not only the guy in America and probably the world. Listen, I'm going to figure out the most user friendly dilemma. Get the hip done this year, or like, what's that got to do with? Yo, Tinder? you know who just had a hip done? Who? Gary Banner. Just really? had a whole hip replacement. Yeah, yeah, I don't think hip replacement is that big of a deal. Like I yeah, said, yeah, well, you week. fucking have one. Let me know how. I don't how want one, but so, I don't want one either. They, so. he, his doctor told him to let it get as bad as it could get, then get it done. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How long so, does it last? I don't know. Twenty years. Uh, a good one. Twenty years. Yo, I've been son. I've been reading the bad shit. It is bad. Yo, they can recall that motherfucker. And they can recall anything. And they, yeah, and they got to go inside and fucking get it. They got to get take it out as soon as they... And they don't recall until shit really gets bad. Yeah, there's a major failure rate. That's yes. what it is. Yeah. So one of those things. But I, So I, I how bad is your hip? It's Today's pretty good, relatively speaking. So if I'm... Yo, it's never good when you say today, it's relatively <laughs> today, good. Today. And, what and can, right now. What can you no longer do because of your hip? I can't... I pretty much... It's difficult to walk longer than maybe... maybe I want to say 20 minutes, but I don't think I can get 20 now. I think it's like 18 minutes. Maybe, I'm sorry, maybe 15 minutes. But there's some days you, you, a little you bit You know better. you're wearing like 40-pound shoes. Yeah, it doesn't mechanic. matter what I got on my feet. I could be barefooted. Maybe you need some of those just, Vibram shoes. Yeah. Yeah, that does. I've already have those. I, re- I have those. I've had those in the beginning, so. Um, so what do you think, or what have your doctors told you is the reason for the initial start of the down downward spiral on they that ne- hip? They never said. They just say it's, you know, it's it's the way I'm built. It's uh, It's... You know, what do you think it is? You know, use. I guess I don't. I don't. I don't know. And that they never give you an answer. I don't know if it's the way I'm built, the the alignment, this or that. It's an, I did have an injury here that I ignored, like most people. I had a labrum tear, and I let it. You know, I didn't know I had a labrum tear because it hurt. Then it stopped hurting, and I kept going. Right. And then for a long time, they diag- they which is common, they misdiagnose it as a a back injury. 
And I had been, if I start to think about, you know, rewind the video, I've been having a left, a lower back, left pain, left side of my lower back for years. Okay. And I never had it adequately diagnosed. And I've had x-rays and they didn't find anything. And I guess it's because of the angle right. that the x-ray was in. So, you know, it's just one of, one of those things. How bad is though? So from your doctor's standpoint, when does he want you to get it done? They... They're willing to do it as soon as possible. They can do it now if they want. Like one guy told me no. One guy said no because I was too young. Because like I said, at best I can I might be able to get twenty years out of it. So you know I mean what can you sixty five? We know people that have take, we that are back training that and stuff. Yeah, yeah Frankie Edgar. Yeah. yeah, Frankie Edgar. You mean your yeah, man? What's his face here? What What would be different about other than p- pain and walking nineteen minutes? Right. What would be different about your life? If I yeah well I would I'd be more active I'd be more active I'd travel I start traveling again you know what I mean because a big he'd part of traveling figure, is he'd figure out how to yeah. do Tinder no, well, figure out how to use but Tinder. a big part of traveling is walking around course, cities and seeing you know places yeah. and that because that's and you know like he'll tell you we we walked around cities you know internationally so you couldn't do that now twenty minutes it's just tough it's eighteen tough. minutes we yeah. got to sit it's down and pick your what if we got your what, wheelchair we got your no, <laughs> no, jazzy. jazzy I need a jazzy I think no segways are the way to go yeah standing up you gotta you know you gotta stand. Bro, we yeah. talked about it. What's the worst thing that that you could do for your standing. body? Standing. Standing. Segways are different though. You lean you're constantly like ah, everything's moving. engaged. Yeah, the whole that's time. Yeah. you're not Core. walking. Yeah. Listen, man, I'm tr- I'm trying to do I'm trying to fight the good fight, but I'm at the point where I'm I'm actually going to consult a family member who's uh, an orthopedic PA, and I'm going to say, hey, listen, what's the best route for me to go? He, we've had discussions before. He doesn't like the procedure in general hip, and hip replacement. Yeah, he doesn't like it. They've done millions. They've done yo. But he doesn't it's like just it. yo, and they're just doing more. They're doing more and more, and it's it's billions and billions. It's the of hip dollars. replacement industrial complex. Yo, it has to be because they're not like it doesn't make any sense. But nevertheless, you know that it, that's big that's joint. where we are. <laughs> big, <laughs> yeah, big, big ball and I'm, I'm a big farmer. So yo, no hate on sight this time. No hate on sight. You motivated that. No hate. Love on sight. Marco, love on site. It's the end of the year. Yes, right? love on site. Kids at Christmas. Timmy, love on love on site. Uh, I don't, know, I don't know the Christmas season. Entertaining. How about what you just did? Yeah, yeah, entertaining, entertaining people. people. Cooking, provided, yo, providing for people. Yo, how about that fucking cutting those pears, making that salad? Yeah, yeah. How yeah, about all, it's all about that. others, not you. That was good. You're yeah, fucking yeah. welcome. There you go. All right, <laughs> and there you, you go. Giving and for me, it's it's a, a house full of happy people during this time because. You know, I don't want not, I don't hopefully I don't get verklempt or whatever. <clears throat> but that's what I miss. I miss a house full of people. I remember my parents, and you know, I have a lot of brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews. And as much as it sucked then, you know, it's it would be nice to kind of go back if I could, you know, jump back in there just for a little while uh, without getting hit in the head by my sister's daughter with a fucking big plastic thing. <laughs> so uh Yo, the cards? We doing the cards? Oh, we gotta yes. do the cards. Hold it down while Sorry. we do and the cards. And we also have to do. What yo, we gotta do? what's for dinner, bro? Oh, what's shit. for dinner? Right. I'm fasting, so I don't have anything. Timmy, what's for dinner? For you for dinner. I'm I'm having Man. air for dinner, guys. I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna. What do we have left? What, what kind of leftovers do we have? I have some of this. Uh, it's called rakut kumpli. Okay, okay. Oh, you had rakut it. It's the potatoes and eggs yeah, and suck. kielbasa. Oh, okay. The, yeah, I, yo, that stuff is delicious. It is delicious. Yo, any any libations? Any a little? <laughs> no, my any, brother, my brother uh, got me uh, a. Uh, that, right, is that what it's? No, my brother got me a. Any uh, malort? Malort? No, my Watch brother out. got me a, a bottle of rum for Christmas. Oh, nice. Which it's one? called El Dictador. Yes, the dictator rum. Black, yeah, yeah. The black bottle. Yeah, blue writing. Uh, I think it's red. Okay, 
Got the cheap one. No, I'm just <laughs> Um and then uh, one of the students gave me some some moonshine that he made. Nice. Yeah. Oh, man. So I, did, hey, I, I go blind. Watch out. I did I, a little. I got, some, I got a box of chocolates. I got uh, three different you. bags of of uh, very nice coffee. Really? Yeah. They know. They're yeah. listening. They're man, listening. I'm super. That, so I know I said kids at Christmas, but yeah. my second love on site is thoughtful gifts. Thoughtful gifts. Not necessarily expensive. No. But some more, thoughtful, much more thoughtful is way better. Yeah. When people know you're into something, yeah. I will shout out my people, wife, even though she doesn't listen. She doesn't listen she, anymore. She abandoned us. I it was a throwaway statement. No, we, we bigged her up. A I know. Times. When she we listened. when I talked about how I, when, as a kid I used to read a lot of books about airplanes. Right. And she well, one of my Christmas gifts right. was a book on on the history of uh, of airplanes, which oh, was wow. great. Yeah. That's what's up? So what's for dinner for you, Marco? Uh, probably make another omelet with that crumble sausage. It's awesome. Oh, nice. And yeah. some uh, Jimmy Dean and some cheddar some cheddar cheese in there. All right. And guys, if you hear that little ASMR, uh, that, I don't know, the, the packets are being opened. Mukbang. Muck little mukbang. ASMR. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, we're gonna now. All right, Tim. You got this. Let's I, go. Look, I I'm I won the last two weeks. Oh, right in your face, yo! Brian, I, I I think Marco's got this week. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Oh, right. no, okay. I think you do. All right, and Anthony go. Smith. Let's go. Who? Marina Rodriguez. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeremy Stevens, most famous for who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> Joe Lauzon. Lozon. Yair Rodriguez. And Gano. Oh, okay. Lena Landsberg. <laughs> John Dodson, I think I did win. Yeah, you won. Yeah. You won. Exactly. Who got it for you? Yeah, yeah you got it. Really cool. Nice. Timmy's a, yep. Timmy's a winner again. Yo, Dundee's mom, listen. She she, listen? she got on him about what? About not giving you a gift? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dundee, it go, would be go. more fun if uh, you had a pack of cards. Nah, too. son. Nah, I don't even want a pack. Now nah, this complaining is way better. Choke on him, son. Choke on yeah. him. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Peace. This is the Ninja Rob Podcast with Marco Perazzo and Tim Carpenter. The podcast for the true martial artist.